the views and events expressed here are totally whacked and are not necessarily the views of anyone. Choose your Thank you, God, for this day. We have lived everything in our life, our health, our family, the guidance you have given us, the Lord's guidance to the path of righteousness. Amen. Really, I'ma get that bitch revenge is a dish best served cold. She took my son, now my soul is cold. He took my daddy, now my soul is old. King Chaka NT, y'all can check out the music on Spotify, Apple, and other services. Doing what we do three to four nights a week, King Chaka NT. From the she starts seat. shooting. Ow! That dude was like, ow. What was that? Outside the car, that deputy body pops. cameras capturing the bullets flying through the air. We got shots fired up here. We need backup immediately. Be... Start you... EMS. Start EMS. What we got a fuck? civilian. We got a civilian here. The deputy. Looks like we got us another hit. Hey, how y'all doing out there? How y'all feel? Remember, an educated public cannot be controlled. Learn to be active. The views and events expressed here are totally whack. They're not necessarily the views of anyone. Obsessed with fantasy. Obsessed with fantasy. <clears throat> what does that mean to you? That's the name of the show, Obsessed with Fantasy. So it's like the idea of not being able to distinguish the difference between a dream and a fantasy, you know, because dreaming is not necessarily a bad thing. You know, um, that's how people accomplish their goals. You know, when they say my dreams came true, but there's a difference between having a dream, like something you're aspiring for that's realistic or you know at least to the point where it's possible um and then you have the realm of fantasy where you fall in the illusions of grandeur you know you you fall in the realm of you know temporary pleasure you know temporary satisfactions you know um 
And in this world of consumerism that they have built for us, the, they selling you fantasies left and right, pretty much everywhere you turn, everywhere you look, they're, they're preying on your fantasies, you know? So these things that can never happen or these things that you could never have or these things that you would never do, actually, you know, um, or or like getting rich overnight type of type of deal like that doesn't happen really, you know, so that's a fantasy. So then they sell you this and they're like, oh, all you have to do is this little thing right here. And you'll be rich tomorrow. And then how they get you is because you have accepted your fantasy, you have felt fallen for it. You've fallen in love with it. You, you're romanced by it. You're entranced by it. You know, um, and that's what they do to us. And we have an, as a society, I believe, we have an obsession with fantasies, and it's very unhealthy. We're obsessed with fantasies. We move from one to the uh, to the other to the other to the other to the other. And it just keeps us going, you know? It's those temporary thrills, those, you know, just to talk about it in your mind. Like, it's like in that movie Life with Eddie Murphy and them. Uh, and um, they were talking about the boom, boom room. And they were like, so in the boom, boom room, it's gonna be like this and it's gonna be like that. And it's gonna be like this. So they already knew that there's no way they're ever gonna be a boom, boom room where these guys are running the 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 club or whatever but for, but it's entertaining for the moment to fantasize about it you know um when when you're in moments of distress when you're in um situations where you are confined and, and oppressed and you know you don't have many uh options you know you you fantasize you know and that's you know, that's just a way for you to get through. So in that situation, you know, it's healthy for your mind, you know, so it serves a purpose, you know, to pass the time, you know, to 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 not dwell on the misery of the reality of your situation. OK, so but then it becomes it's an escape, kind of like a drug, like drugs. You're trying to escape the reality. You're trying to escape the painful mundane moment to moment reality of your life so you you so you indulge yourself in this fantasy to get through the moment you know and you want to stay within the fantasy as long as you want it's like um the uh the x-files when they came out with the thing where they said i i want to believe that was the name of it i want to believe so it's like you you know whatever information that uh, comes out or that you becomes available to you that supports your fantasy, then you're going to indulge yourself in it. And the information that goes against it, you're going to disregard. You're going to pretend that it's not there, that, you know, you're not hearing that information or that information is not real or it could be wrong. You explain it away. The same reason why you explain the fantasy, you know, you big up the fantasy like it's a real thing, you know? So you're doing these things simultaneously. It's a total mind fuck. It's like, you know, it's a bipolar, you know? And that's what they got. That's what kind of society we have today. We have this mentally ill bipolar society that chases fantasies 
to get them through moment to moment to moment to moment, you know, because and, and it's just like the movie life. It's as a result of being in an oppressed state, being in like a prison. You know, that's what the whole movie The Matrix was about. All, all the people were in a prison, but they wasn't aware of it. And the prison allowed them to indulge in all of their fantasies or all of their whatevers, you know, and pretend that life is just good. Um, but they were in a prison, you know, of their mind. Um, I was watching, uh, they were talking about the Truman Show. And it's kind of compares, it kind of compares to the Matrix, you know, in like what's real and what's not, you know, and about being in a prison where you don't know it's a prison because that's how it was for the guy in the Truman Show. You know, he was born in the show. No one ever told him or he was never made aware that every step he took in life was all part of a set and none of it was real. His best friend wasn't real. His mom wasn't real. His wife wasn't real. They were real people, but they weren't really his wife. They wasn't really his mom. They wasn't really his friend. They were all playing roles and getting fed lines, you know? So that's what it is. So he was in a prison. He was locked up on a TV set, you know? And at the end of the movie, he escapes. So... That's really interesting. And all of the things and trials and tribulations he had to go through to escape this fake reality that he lived in is is, is quite amazing. You know, and in the movie, you, you don't get to see when he steps out into the real world because it's like he's no longer a product of you, a product of the viewer, you know, something for you to consume. You know, his life is his private life and he gets to do what he wants. He's free. You know, the, the, and that's when freedom is when the fantasies, you know, are no longer present. When you can actually dream and you can actually make your dreams come true. You can create things. You can do and live the way you wish without constriction, you know without the suffering of uh, related to things that you have no power over, like related to the system that you live in, like forcing you to live a lifestyle or forcing you to live in a way that's not conducive to you or to your, you know, to your nature. Anyways, that's my idea of um, obsessed uh, with fantasy. I probably will come back to that. Um, I'm going to just start covering random stuff until we can get someone in here. Uh, uh, am I sharing Twitter? What am I on? I'm on Insta. Okay, okay. Okay, I'm on Insta. My bad, y'all. I don't ever know which screen y'all looking at because I can't see it. I need to get another computer so that I can see both screens at the same time. So, well, since we was playing her in the background, let's let her do her ad. I think it's her Organite ad that she does. I just like to hear her talking in a lie. 
family, it's Goddess Sayana. Don't forget when you're doing your holiday shopping to grab you some organite, grab your family and friends some organite because these pieces are not only beautiful pieces of artwork, crystal healing energy, they also are devices that absorb EMF radiation. Check this out. The phone is not even on, but let's just see. It is charging. Let's see what happens when you place organite around. What the fuck? So you see, it's not pseudoscience. Go ahead and get you some organite. I've got unk organite. I have small organite, big organite, whatever you need. I've got some for you. And of course, each of the crystals bring their own energy. So make sure you read the description when you get some. Make sure you get yours at godpeace.com today. Peace, family. It's Goddess Ayana. Don't. God peace today. I ain't gonna lie. I need to start selling some damn products. That's how these influencers make money because they don't make money off of the views and clicks that they get. I'm realizing that now. They like they put you on this treadmill to try to get you to get. You have to get a certain number of subscribers and you have to do a certain amount amount of watch time to get monetized on YouTube. And it's like it's like this hurdle that's pretty damn difficult to to get across. So then all of the people that's underneath there, they get to use y'all use our you know, content and put ads on it and do all kinds of stuff. Make they're making money. They're producing. They're you know they're getting results. Uh, we get nothing. We just get to make the content for them. Tez, what to Tez, y'all? Um, can I go to this? It won't let me go to that. That's kind of interesting. I don't want to talk about that. Can I go to this? No, what is going on? This is what happens when I don't have nobody in here because I freaking lose it. All right, we got one popping up. Yeah, so I'm gonna read the camera play it again. Man in China. Man in China dragged out of home after allegedly being close. Hold on, can I start this over? Um, he was close to someone that got infected. I think that's what it says. The man was identified as being a close contact of a person who tested positive for COVID-19. That's what it was. Um, it says what it says. China has had unprecedented demonstrations over its strict zero COVID policy. And they're showing clips of it. The country has signaled it could soften its COVID restrictions. So it was all about a man being dragged out of his home for allegedly refusing to go to a quarantine facility. We don't know a lot of times whenever they do these, you know, I always like to hear it from uh, someone over there to know exactly what was happening. But from just looking at the picture, you can see like these guys got on hazmat suits and this guy clearly doesn't want to leave. 
So like that, it's, you can see that. It says, this is the caption. It says, authorities in the Chinese southern city of Hangzhou have apologized after forcibly taking a man from his home as he allegedly refused to go to quarantine facility. Um, let me read some comments. It says, there's something wrong about their quarantine that he's refusing. Yeah, I mean, like, he really don't want to go. We don't know what the situation is, but he, we know he really doesn't want to go. Another comment says, but they are already in quarantine in their homes under the strict COVID lockdown rules. That's what I don't understand. So that's why I'm saying this is weird. This is weird. What well, you know, and but they said it was because he was near someone who um, who had contracted COVID. So I guess in those situations, you can't you can't be in quarantine no more and they come and get you. Another comment says, oh, now CNN is reporting on this. It's only been going on for three years now. Another comment, it says, there is no coronavirus, coronavirus I think, is another mortal virus they're trying to stop. What are you talking about? Another comment, it says, how China's dictatorship is similar to Iran's. And there's some other ones that's similar to. Another comment, it says, go communism. Okay. Another comment, it says, damn, and folks in the U.S. complaining about wearing a mask. I hate that y'all like to be like that. It's like, oh, look, it, it could be worse. You could, it could be China. Come on, man. What kind of road are we going down? You you want to justify something that's not cool by comparing it to another country and saying that at least it's not that country over there. You should be thankful. No, I'm not thankful. I don't want to be in a totalitarian state, no matter which country I'm in. That's a cop-out-ass freaking comment to make, if you ask me. Uh, let me see. Which one are they going to let me go to now? Because I'm India is a big, huge part of my audience. I don't know why, but India watches my shows. Country India. Well, let me go to this. Millennials, shout out to the housing market. <sighs> ...is in jeopardy because she told her officers to stop acting as personal assistants for TSU president, Dr. Lacia Crumpton-Young. They're not there to be an errand person. They're not there to take her to the beauty shop. They're not there to take her to the grocery store. They're not there to do any of those things. Is that what was happening? Those things were occurring. Hey, there was even a complaint that was uh, called to me about one of my officers holding up the president's ball dress and carrying her purse. And her husband is standing next there. It just looks very disrespectful. So I, I kind of brought that to their attention. Like, we cannot do that. Shortly after admonishing officers, Chief Young says an anonymous fraud complaint was filed against her, alleging she'd approved overtime pay for officers for hours they never worked. I don't commit crimes. So you think this is all retaliation? Oh, I know it's retaliation. I know it's retaliation, Jonathan, and, um, and I'll, I'll be able to prove that. She claims her job is in jeopardy because she told her officers to stop acting as personal assistants for TSU president, Dr. Lacia Crumpton-Young. They're not there to be an errand person. They're not there to take her to the beauty shop. They're not there to take her to the grocery store. 
They're not there to do any of those things. Is that what was happening? Those things were occurring. Hey, there was even a complaint that was uh, called to me about one of my officers holding up the president's ball dress and carrying her purse. And her husband is standing next there. It just looks very disrespectful. So I, I kind of brought that to their attention. Like, we cannot do that. Shortly I That's interesting and not surprising. And I believe her wholeheartedly. <laughs> I believe what she's saying wholeheartedly without knowing anything about this story. Let me read the caption. It says, what's going on at my alma mater? This is J-Mac from the Breakfast Club, the morning show, 97.9 posted this. It's, um, another comment, it says, as she should have, hire an assistant for those tasks. Another comment, Officer Mary don't play no games. Yeah, she obviously not going with the program, you know. That's the reason why I like to cover this kind of stuff is because it's examples of the oligarchy. It's examples of the class system. It's examples of how, like, they just feel like everyone is just their assistant. Like, everyone else is just, like I was saying in the other show, furniture. They're just, a you know, a part of the background. They're their coat hanger or whatever the hell. They're their freaking, you know, their hairdresser. They're their waiter. They're their server everybody around them. And it's like that in our society where you have this small group of people who feel like they're like the elites and above everyone else. They don't have to worry about crime. I mean, they don't have to worry, you know, get in trouble for breaking the law. They get to use police officers as their assistants. <laughs> like, hey, I'm the president of the university, bro. Like, I'm an elite. Don't, I will get, I will fire your, everybody in your... <laughs> Everybody you know, I'll fire them <laughs> if they work for me. <laughs> Never get another job again. You know, it's the power, it's the gall, it's the attitude, it's the freaking snootiness of these people. It's like, ugh. Let me read another comment. It says, I know her when she was on Southwest. She very, She's a very nice and respected. She talking about the president or she talking about the, the uh, lady... The lady, the head of the police stuff. Uh, Miss, another one that says, stand for yourself. I applaud you. Mary Young does not play. The president is barking up the wrong tree. So Mary Young is her name. Uh, Chief is on point. Another comment. It says, damn, they're messing with Mary. How dare they? Shame on you, TSU. It's always freaking scandals and shit going on at TSU, too. Like so many times I heard of freaking different kinds of scandals happening at TSU. Uh, in the upper parts of TSU, the not, not from like the faculty, it's usually like the president or the freaking, you know, the big wigs of the university. Always doing shady shit. Um, let me read another comment. It says, my classmate, class of 85, she's always been legit, messed with the wrong one, HC for... For, for life. Um, another comment that says, they not ready for Mary Young. Another comment, that's my girl, Officer Mary. I approve her message. Yeah, I don't know the lady, but I would agree. I, I don't see no reason why she would be lying about what she said in this. It sounds straight legit to me. I would, without even looking it up, I, I would go with her on it. I'm sure what she's saying is true. So silly. What's up, Deuce? 
what's up with you, man? Same old thing, man. How you feeling? Shit, pretty good, pretty good. Pretty good. Can't complain, can't complain. See, man, boy, I got about another half hour, man. Be my old B day. Oh, yeah? Yeah, December That's... 3rd. That's right. Yeah, man. Yes, sir. Well, happy man, birthday. Thank you, thank you. I was chilling. I was chilling. That's right. You Pretty was much today, huh? Yeah, I was off today. I mean, I did a little running around dealing with the little ones, but for the most part, I was chilling, editing up. and stuff. Oh, that's what's up, though, Shit. I Ain't nothing wrong with that, man. Shit, man. Like I say, man, happy birthday. Early December. That's, that's, that's yeah. That's Sagittarius, right? Yeah, yeah, Sagittarius, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, man. Oh, Sagittarius. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. I feel that. Yeah. Right here, Tennessee Highway up, headed up to Oklahoma. Up by Tulsa. Oh, yeah. So how long till you be home? You gonna you coming back to the house? Uh yeah, my my schedule all after this trip. I don't know if it'll be after this trip or not. I'm not sure, but yeah, my schedule off days are Monday, Tuesday. So they can actually tomorrow Sunday is actually my Friday. So they may send us home Sunday. I'm not sure. Yeah, not sure. Yeah, yeah. This year, this this year kind of weirded out. You know, the, uh, had to work Thanksgiving, and then I actually worked Christmas too. So, oh, so you already know you're gonna be working on Christmas? Oh yeah, yeah. Our uh, our schedule schedule is planned out for the whole year. Oh. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's 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 why you make the big bucks. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thank God, man. I thank God, bro. Because with the price and the cost of everything, man, if I was, I don't know how well I would do, bro, if I was on a job where I didn't make a whole lot, you know, even though I make good money. But right now, it just seems like it's, uh, Everything is definitely accounted for, but that that check be like, find me. <laughs> it's, it's it's affecting everybody, man. It's the inflation, and it doesn't really matter where you are on the spectrum. You know, yeah. I noticed that my my um my shopping habits are different at the grocery store. That's one yeah. of the places that one of my th- things that I felt that I noticed that I changed. Without even like really thinking about it, you know, I thinking about it after the fact, I'm, I'm looking at it, I'm like, I don't really buy the same stuff that I used to buy just some months ago. Yeah, well, I think you start taking more inventory of things. I know for sure we did because there was a time that like we knew like certain things the kids wouldn't eat, but it would be like in a big bundle pack. So we would just buy that big bundle pack just to 
um, you know, so they could have their normal snacks or whatever. And like now, bro, we're like, we're like, you know what? They don't eat the rest of this shit. We ain't buying that. So it's like you take inventory now. So it's like you're buying what is needed. But, bro, this shit is ridiculous. Like my wife has always done the grocery shopping. And she was like, she called me one day pretty hysterical and just really frustrated. She was like, I went in the store and I got, I got pantry items. I got a couple of the kids' snacks. And I'm like, okay. And it was like three hundred dollars. Uh, yeah, she was like, I got. Uh, she's like, you won't believe. I only had three fucking packs of meat in the basket, and it was three hundred and twenty bucks. Telling you, man. And she was like, I didn't even have the big fucking cart either. I had the little fucking, you know, express style cart. <laughs> I was like, holy shit! Oh my god, bro. She was so frustrated, dude. Like, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, she was frustrated. She was like, when I get home, they fucking asses, they coming outside, they packing all this shit. And, and when they <laughs> and, and when they don't eat the food, that it hurts worse too. And we're all turning into that guy from Everybody Hates Chris. It's like that was 39 cent worth of bread. That, <laughs> that yeah. was a dollar seventy-nine worth of milk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you just wasted four dollars worth of rice or some shit. Hell yeah, shit, nigga. I, I ain't gonna lie. I was like, when I'm at home, shit, it be leftovers. She be like, oh, I guess I'll. Shit, bullshit. This shit gonna get eight. I'm gonna eat this shit for lunch. It's a dinner. And, and if and I, I get hungry throughout the night, I go warm some more of that shit up again. <laughs> that's what I try to do, too. I try to eat their leftovers because they just gonna throw that shit away. I'm like, God damn. And money just going right in the trash. As expensive as all the damn groceries are now. Yeah. Shit. Wishing for one of them food stamp cards right about now. Man, who you telling? Who you telling? No shame at all. I'll swipe the shit out of that thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah be right in the line like shit. Holding up a food stamp card. <laughs> let me play this let me play this right quick i got a couple little quick news stories i want to do to start off and then i'm gonna get into it without paid sick days more than 20 percent of u.s workers are in the same position according to government data more than 33 million civilian u.s workers have no paid sick leave a growing number of states, counties, and cities have been mandating the benefit in recent years. But the absence of a federal standard sets the U.S. apart from most industrialized nations. I think there's an ongoing conversation in this country about how to make sure that workers in this sector and in every sector uh, get the support that they need. Traditionally, the GOP has said mandatory paid leave would be too hard on businesses that can't afford it. Railroad workers aren't the too hard on businesses that can't afford it then you shouldn't exist, man. And then it's like, that's what they said. We're we're like one of the few industrialized nations who don't have this. And like y'all mentioned in the other show, we because we were talking about the railroad workers not having sick leave days. And, and everybody that's on this show, we was all Sam shit. We don't get them either. So, but that's what it is though, you know? Um, when, uh, when, you, when we stand with the the railroad workers on them getting their sick leave, then that's how it works for the rest of us. 
getting it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, so them talking about that has now sparked the conversation of how many of the people who don't get any sick days at all. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's a lot of people that don't, bro. Like, I definitely don't. I don't get it. The only thing that I truly get, like, well, I got PTO days. So, like, if I need, like, if I'm sick, I can actually, you know, put some PTO days in for pay, you know. But I think we only get, like, five of those, six of those, maybe eight. I don't know. I don't know. I think it goes up the longer you're here. But so, like, I mean, that's something. But at the end of the day, it's still like your PTO days that you're having to use. You know, that's just like, you know, there was people that got sick during COVID, bro. That was just off of work. And then it's like they couldn't make no money. And that's what I'm saying. That's what I was about to say is we just coming off of a pandemic. And and at any time, this will be the perfect time to talk about that. You know, yeah. allowing people to, 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 to go home and get well, you know, yeah. to have some time off to get well. A lot of people can't afford those days. The one day off a week, a throw they check off enough for them to be fucked. Yeah, yeah, exactly, bro. And that's like, you know, it's just, yeah, it's, it's crazy, bro. And that's why I say, like, the world, you know, uh, I know there was a little pushback last night, but, you know, in the conversation, but like, I truly believe that, bro, like this world can't survive. Like we can't keep going. We can't be that far fucking gone. And the capitalistic society where we forget about human life, you know, this whole classism deal and, you know, the, this class of people are over this group of people you know, this way, like this way of thinking, this whole ideology, bro, like it's, it's, it's not right, bro. It's fucked up, you know, and the people that feel it the most are the normal everyday Joes, you know, the people that actually keep this country moving in a, you know, in the forward direction, you know, if it wasn't for us who went to work and paid taxes and shit, then, you know, this, this shit whole thing is, will fall down and it would yeah. happen overnight. Yeah. Over, overnight. I'm getting you feedback, Pat, from yours. Um, yeah, man. That shit is crazy, bro. And and that's another thing, too. You know, uh, another big business that will that a lot of people wouldn't think about, but would actually cripple would actually cripple the world's economy, religion. You know, if they done away, like just say, man, you wouldn't believe that's how many billions of dollars religion uh, brings in that that's the main thing i want to talk about today i got a video i want to cover and then i also it's a on instagram where they talk about the mega churches that we have in texas i want to cover that right quick and the main thing i'm gonna cover today is gonna be about uh christian nationalism but but let me let me read this uh right here it says threat of railway strike ignites national sick leave debate. President Biden on Friday morning signed a measure that will impose a labor agreement for rail workers that his administration brokered in September, averting a nationwide disruption of rail service ahead of the holiday season. Let me read some comments underneath the video. This first comment, it says, so many people happily saying, well, I don't get paid sick leave, so they shouldn't either. 
My brothers in Christ, you are literally highlighting how we're all treated like dogs. Realize you are also a victim and should fight for your rights too. That's a great comment. Another one, it says, the government should hold zero authority to force workers to accept any deal in exchange for labor. That's what we said yesterday. Another comment, in all honesty, what's stopping the railroad workers from striking anyway? What are they going to do? Arrest every single one of them? That's a good question. I didn't even think about that. So how does the government enforce this legislation that says they can't strike? Like that, that's that, that, yeah. Like it'd be like, yeah. How does that work? How do they enforce that? Let me read some more. It says, love how businesses say mandatory sick leave will break them. But then if you ask these same businesses how much they pay their top three execs and how big the board's quarterly bonuses are, you'll see that just why they can't afford something like this. Another comment. It says, don't believe that railroad companies can't afford sick days. Union Pacific and the rest of railroad has been posting record profits for shareholders all throughout the pandemic. They should be paying some of that back to the middle-class workers. Holy smokes. Damn, that's a um, vehicle overturned on 45. God damn, that sucker sitting on its roof. I, I passed by one like that just the other day. Oh, it was actually Thanksgiving and it was raining. The traffic was oh, bad. Oh, bro, it was some bad wrecks. I had Thanksgiving Day. I had to leave Houston and go come up to uh, North Te North Texas or above Dallas up there, Denton area. Yeah, there were so many 18-wheeler and car wrecks out here on the roadway, bro. It was ridiculous. Okay, so this one is a quick story here. Dems moved to make South Carolina, not Iowa, first voting state. And it's supposed to be looking out for black people to have more power in the elections. Let me play this. First and more some breaking news. Democrats have voted lead off state in the presidential nominating calendar. Queen City News Chief Political Correspondent Emma with now to break this down. Emma, this information just came down just a few minutes ago. Yeah, it's exciting. This is a huge win for South Carolina Democrats, not only economically, but it also gives the state a lot more power in the process of nominating their party's candidate. Now, this move still needs to get approved by the full DNC. That vote will probably happen in the next early in next year. But the AP reports that it'll most likely be aligned with the committee's decision, which just came down. Now, even though the majority of the DNC is in supportive supportive of this decision to make South Carolina the first in the nation, Democratic leaders in New Hampshire, Iowa, and Nevada have pushed back. New Hampshire's Democratic Party even tweeted. Quote, the DNC didn't give New Hampshire the first primary, first in the nation primary, and it's not theirs to take away, end quote. Now, New Hampshire still has their their over 100-year-old law in place that enshrines their state as the first primary stop. So it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. We'll get into the weeds of that coming up at 6. Bye. Most likely it's not going to happen at all. Um, yeah. So let me read this. It says, Dems moved to make South Carolina, not Iowa, first voting state. Democrats have voted to remove Iowa as the leadoff state on the presidential nominating calendar and replace it with South Carolina starting in 2024. Um, I don't see that happening, but, but it is it's it's not fair the way it's done with the order of this, the, the states.
that the primaries and then these little states who have very low populations have so much power on the outcome of the especially the primaries because certain uh candidates have already got a lead early in the thing that can't be overcome later on because people jump on the bag wagon people like to vote for the winner so it's already looking like this person's going to win so that's why they vote for them that's what they tried to do for hillary clinton basically that is what they did for hillary clinton um both times that you know she ran uh in the primaries so it, it heavily weighs you know it's it's not fair yeah let me read some more. It says, this is like the only thing Iowa has. Without this, they're basically Idaho. <laughs> That's terrible. Let me read another comment. It says, during the 1860 president election, many politicians and voters in southern states viewed Abraham Lincoln's candidacy as a threat to the institution of slavery. When Lincoln won the election, some southern states, beginning with South Carolina, declared their independence from the Union and formed a separate government called the Confederacy. So, I mean, what you're going to punish South Carolina because of that history? Is that what you're saying that for? Let me read another one. It says, what if the first voting state was all of them and we put an end to this nonsense where half the country doesn't even get to vote on who they want in the primaries? Now, that's a good freaking deal. You know, in other countries, they do it like that because we have this super long uh, political process. It's way longer than like all, any other country I want to say. I mean, I hey, you guys quote me on that. Somebody check me on that. But our process is long as hell. You know, I'll be following the UK politics. They should be over in like a week, a couple of weeks. It's like, <laughs> I think it's like a month long and they're done. Freaking, uh, we go on for like two years and shit. You have the primaries and then you have the general election. And then the, the voting happens it's sporadically. Yeah. How come everybody can't vote on or, or, or around the same day, within the same couple of days or whatever? You know, put it all on the same week. Make it. And like, I, like a lot of people be saying, they should make like a voting holiday. They do that in other countries. You don't have to go to work. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to go to school. Today is voting day. So that allows people the time to go do it and it becomes like a like a holiday like a festive activity and i think that'll also drive more participation because another thing about us we're like one of the countries that has the lowest participation in our whole whole thing like 20 30 i i, I wouldn't put it at 40 percent. probably like somewhere between 20 and 30 percent of the of of us even vote at all the rest of us don't even vote yeah uh, yeah. Let me read another comment. It says, as an Iowan, this makes me sad, but I think it's for the best. It's cool that I've gotten to meet all the candidates who pretend to care for nine months, but Iowa doesn't really ac accurately represent the nation the way some other states do. And he's from Iowa. Let me read in some a couple more. It says, when all of you have to offer the country, when all you have to offer the country is nothing at all, when you have nothing else to do but lose, when you're unhappy and you know it, try and change everything. Hmm. What what is he trying to say? It sounds like a nursery rhyme. <laughs> Let me read another one. It says, "Must be nice to be the political party that can change anything to fit their needs." What next? I wonder. 
I don't think they changed anything, buddy. You're giving them way too much uh, credit. Let me read another comment. It's an outsider. I worry that having the first primary in South Carolina is going to push the DNC rightwards. I think most Democratic voters want a left-wing party more like Bernie and less like Clinton. Yeah, so this move at the end of the day, I'm sure is going to work against progressives because if the Democrats agreed on it, then that's definitely what the plan is. Yeah. Uh, Where'd old Pat go? I don't know. Uh, he was in here a second ago. I put the link in the thing. Is there? Uh, let me see. Couple short ones before we go into it. Let me see. I kind of lost my spot now. And Biden signing the bill, whatever. Um, campaign workers shot. Yes, this one. You. We are following breaking news out of Savannah. A man believed to be a campaign worker. For Senator Raphael Warnock has been shot. Witnesses say he was going door to door campaigning for the senator ahead of next week's runoff election. Officials say they found the suspect, but it is not clear what led to the shooting. Senator Warnock says he is aware of this incident and he is praying for the victim and his family. Well, we are following. Well, we don't know what really happened, but I can't help but to think how it may have had something to do with how heavy the tensions are with this runoff election between Herschel Walker and, and Warnock. And, um, you know, cause they had the early voting going on. The numbers are huge too. It's like huge turnout. Um, more than I would have thought for a special election cause the, the midterms are over and most of the uh, political like steam is out of the whole thing. But um, it's still conscientious because of you know, the power balance that's happening, you know, in Congress. So the 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 R's the R's really want this seat bad. The the R's really want it bad. And so anyways, maybe that's what's going on. Like this is an example of like the political violence that's happening as a result of this polarized as political situation that we have here in the United States, you know. And 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 because they said the race is close too, it's neck and neck, and I don't I don't see how how I don't. It's so crazy how everybody is so brainwashed that they're just gonna vote for the D or the R, and the face and name next to it don't mean nothing. They're just worried about the balance in the Senate. Put whoever in there. Let me read wow. some comments underneath the video. This one says, absolutely heartbreaking. Another one says, why does the newscaster sound gleeful? I miss the days when professionalism existed and the tone of voice of newscasters used reflected concern and respect for human life. Man, that's a, you're, I don't know, bro. That's too much, bro, to ask. These people be covering these news stories all day long. Like, that's their job. And your freaking critique is on what freaking tone their voice is while they're saying the story. Find something better to do. Let me read some more comments. It says, we're dying at an alarm rate. Politicians are not. Another comment. 
Father, I ask that you wrap your arms around our brother and his family tonight. Please talk to them and bring guidance into their lives with your word, Father. I ask that you please bring healing into their lives, healing from any injuries, healing from hurt and pain, healing from worry and anxiety, healing from anything else that may cause harm to their body or home. Father, I ask that you please provide for any assistance or needs that they may have. And I ask that you please bring blessings into their lives so that they may be blessed for others. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen. Ah, I was liking it all the way into the in Jesus' name part. Um, What's up, Pat? How you feeling? Uh... I'm feeling pretty good, man. It's, I guess now that I got my uh, sound issue uh, straightened out. Oh, okay, yeah, that's what that's what it was. Yeah, man, I'm skippy. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> what's up, man? And uh, by the way, what's I don't up? do I don't do no damn skippy. I do uh. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Pan. I, I, I do Peter Pan. <laughs> Damn it. Nah, uh. nah, Peter. Nah, I do the Peter Pan honey roasted. Uh. I, I feel you. I'm a, I, I ain't going to lie to you. I kind of have a guilty pleasure of the uh, goober strawberry. Strawberry preserve goober. Oh. No, not uh, the mixture. Yeah, bro. It's just kind of one of those weird pleasures. But uh, hey, Chaka. So I know you said that you you like the prayer up until, in the name of Jesus. Well, I heard this uh, guy. I don't know if he was like a Hindu or whatever he is. You know that that really doesn't matter. But he he I listened to it was a short video, so it's probably like only a minute minute and a half maybe. And he says that the reason why we pray in the name of Jesus is because us as human beings, God, we could never be holy enough in God's eyes. You know, that's bullshit. I'm glad you said it, Pat. We have (laughs) to, you know, who who are we to come in our name? You know, we have to go and and Jesus. Oh my God! Man, so many people are brainwashed, bro. Like it's 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 insane. I can't help but think about the devil, the Satan. Satan, when he said, "I'll have them praying to me. I'll make them turn their back on you. I'll you know, I'll make them say my name." You know what I'm saying? Why why would God need a middleman? Why would God need a middleman? Why do we have to say His name? What about all the other? people all the other buddhists or whatever uh you know muhammad or um buddha whatever the hell you know it's only jesus you know and it's like jesus needs is a self god is a selfish god you know all of this is confusion man and 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 i i I feel like personally once you say jesus it didn't it denulled it okay because now you're going you're taking the energy into something else. Jesus wasn't even, the J wasn't even invented. So you want to say Yahshua, that might sound a little bit better, but it's all wrong. Who are we praying to if we have to put it in Jesus' name? Who is Jesus? Uh, who, who, uh, they, they've deterred you. So you mean to tell me that every human cannot have their direct connection to God? Yeah. 
Well, I'm just, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, like, that's, that's, I, and I, and it's funny you mentioned that because I just ran across this short. I think it was either today or yesterday. It was on YouTube. I was, uh, on YouTube. My son sent me something and one of the little short videos and I just so happened to look at it. And then I kind of went through the shorts and I came across that. So, you know. What does Zeus, I mean, what, what well, I, was, I guess I pretty much gave it to you. I said, uh, Jesus in uh, Latin, uh, Spanish, or whatever you want to call it, is Hail Zeus. Hey, hey Zeus. I know, but that's what, but that's what it means. It's Hail Zeus. Oh. So every time, every time you pray, that's who you're praying to, or in the name of Zeus. I mean. Yeah. It's, 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 you have to use the King James version. You have to put, say in Jesus name, you know, you have to, you also have to be a Christian or otherwise you're going to hell. And not only do you have to be a Christian, but you got to be the Christians that recognize Jesus as their personal savior. You got to meet all those conditions. Yeah. That's, 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 that's crazy. To me, that to me, that's blasphemy. That's what I call blasphemy. Yeah, that's crazy talk. So I don't, I don't agree with that. I'm sorry. I know that, I know that we probably lose half the damn audience on that shit. But I don't agree with the in Jesus name part. I don't believe God needs a middleman. Yeah, I don't believe that we was born in sin. I don't, you know, we're born wicked. I don't believe that, you know, we necessarily need to be saved. And the whole thing of drinking the blood and the flesh of Jesus, the more I think about that stuff, that stuff sounds pretty crazy, man. You know, that sounds pretty crazy right there. You know, that doesn't sound like nature. But no, no, let's just use a little common sense. If, If Jesus came and died for our sins, why are we still paying for it? If, you know? if all if all our sins uh, have been paid for, bought and paid for, with the the death of uh, Jesus Christ, why why you know what I'm saying why is there any pain? Why is there, you know, why is there still punishment? Why is there still suffering? Yeah. So yeah. Anyways, that's a good segue into what I want to talk about today. This is the main part I want to talk about. So I'm going to play this in clips because it's 25 minutes, but I'm only playing little bits at a time because it's heavy. So it says how a new Christian right is changing U.S. politics. Um, BBC did this. Um, the caption, it says the new battle of faith is being driven by some pastors and politicians in the United States. Their central message is that the country's conservative Christian way of life is under threat. And American society is moving in the wrong direction. So it says the BBC's Barbara Plett ushers explores the impacts of this growing movement on U.S. politics. I think they did a really good job too. That's the reason why I want to play this um, to, to 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 really understand it better. You know, because this Christian nationalism, you know, is driving the politics right now. You know, big time. Is it? 
It is big time. And these people are saying that this was a Christian nation from its conception, always has been, and always and and, and, and that's what it should be. And that's kind of what Kanye West has been saying, because Kanye West is saying, you know, we need to bring God back into, you know, the politics. We need to, you know, it needs to be together. Well, he said that the president needs to follow the Bible. Well, I'll tell you what. I think that to a certain extent, because I mean, bringing God into it, that's one thing. But, you know, for different people, I know that means different things. But uh, this nation did not begin well, I guess the United States. No, not even the United States was began began with uh, Christianity because of. But that's what they're the, saying, and the they Islam. really they really believe it, and that's what they're saying. It's so crazy. The Quran, if they if they paid any attention, like they was like they were swearing on a Quran. What 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 was Trump upset about when Obama? Uh, he got sworn in on, um, was it Jefferson's uh, Quran? But, however, because that's that was that was how you know what I'm saying. I mean, the people that they, they were not they were deists. The forefathers, they were deists, and that you know that's not Christianity. That's people who were just known, you know, um, versed in the scriptures, um, theology, you know what I'm saying, as a whole, not just the Bible. Islam was always, was like, I mean, even when you go back into the Mayan histories, you know, when you go into ancient histories, like, Christianity only been around 1400 years. Like, we're talking about Islam been around for thousands of years. Let, let me play this and we're going to um, chop it up. This country belongs to God Almighty. A powerful minority is on the rise with a particular vision of America. You cannot separate God from politics. You can't take him out of our government. It's one of the oldest and most influential currents in U.S. politics. But in a country deeply divided, the Christian right has found a new voice. We desire to live in a Judeo-Christian nation with Judeo-Christian values. It claims Christianity is under attack and that God belongs in government. With pastors preaching its message in churches and its beliefs guiding ultra-conservative candidates in the midterm elections. I'm a Christian and I say it proudly, we should be Christian nationalists. The movement is known to many as Christian nationalism, and the far right is taking it to the extreme. We are the Christian Taliban. Some are warning that this is fundamentally undemocratic. It was amplified by Donald Trump. We're going to protect Christianity, and I can say that. I don't have to be politically correct. Powered by his election loss, it broke cover at the storming of the Capitol on January 6th last year. You can't diminish what happened on January 6th from what's happening in some sanctuaries on Sunday morning. Their crusade is starting from the ground up, and education is the front line. Our school board meetings have police officers at the meetings to escort people out who get too out of control. To understand this moment in U.S. politics, you have to understand this movement. 
I met people across the country who feel they're battling for the soul of America. What do y'all think so far? <laughs> they feel like they're well, battling for the soul of America and they feel like all United States should be Christian. Like if you're not Christian, you have to tolerate it. It needs to be in the schools. It needs to be in the politics. We're a Christian nation and that's it. Well, I understand that, you know, there's a, you know, there's certain people who are, who are limited on knowledge because, you know, they're somewhat new that, you know, they're not, I try, I try, I'm trying not to be offensive, but overall, like most of these people that scream Christianity don't even know what it really is, what it really means. And I don't think they even care. It's just a, uh, it's a facade. It's, it's what you put on. It's a costume. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, this is what it is to be American or this is what it is to be United States, you know? It's to it's to be uh, Christian. It's to be classes. Is you know it, 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 the high, uh, representing the hierarchy. A lot of it based on uh, money and and skin tones. All of this is a part of being a United States citizen. You know, uh, going to church even though you don't do the stuff that they say in the book. Never reading the book. Never even knowing what the hell's in there, and uh, and you don't care. It's going along to get along. You know what I noticed, and it happens a lot. You have these people who come from other countries, and they want to appear, you know, American, if you will. French uh, people from even the European folks, they come over here, and then they they change the way they dress. You know, they probably do stuff like go to church. You know, because this is what you do here. You get what I'm saying? Like when in Rome. Well, yeah. I think, um, I mean, most places you go, you, you know, you kind of, I mean, to, I guess, be what you consider to be safe, you kind of fit in with what everybody else is doing. And, um, cause I mean, well, wouldn't that know, be the you, same thing if you went to, uh, if you went to an Islam nation mm-hmm. for vacation and visited that, like, if, like my wife' dream vacation would be to go to the Maldives. You know, it would be best if you're walking around, even though you're vacation, for to respect their their values, their Muslim you, values. You're gonna respect their. You gotta respect your their values, but are you gonna put on a whole Islamic garb with a hijab? Yeah. Are you gonna go to the mosque and pray? Well, no, probably not all of that. But I mean, if but if that's something that that. I mean, I don't know that people do that. I've never been there, but I'm just saying, like, I've just always heard that, like, it's best if you're going to go to an Islamic nation or Muslim nation, you, you know, you should, whether you believe that's your beliefs or not, you should respect if, if, if that's what they desire. And you, and, and you because you you're in a total another a whole nother country. Right. You, you have to work. respect the laws of the land of where you are. That is what it is. But even on that face, it still not works for here in the United States because we're not a Christian nation. We've never been. 
we wasn't founded on Christianity, bro. Like they never said that. That's nowhere in the Constitution or nothing. Like there's nothing about that. It's actually totally well, the opposite. We, we can't the Puritans, be a Christian nation if we killed in the name of God. Yeah, well, no, they, they killed. Well, that's not what know. I'm saying. I'm saying that even fundamentally, they were trying to get away from this when they did the project of the United States. You know, they were non, uh, you know, non, they, they had a problem with church and state. They wanted to separate the church and state. They were getting away from England and the way that they did that. So, you know, and these people were Protestants, which means that they were rebelling against the Catholic Church. They didn't want to, they wanted to practice their religion and, you know, what was fit for them. And that's what this was founded on. It wasn't founded on, there's nowhere in there about that says that. Well, I think the, where the misconception about that goes is that, you know, Christ, like the whole idea of what, you know, supposedly Christianity stands for or religion is being able to govern yourself on by laws that's why the bible has lists of you know commandments and this and that and the third but you know uh being within a republic is you know is meant for gods or for you know high level like men who can uh govern themselves uh that's one of the reasons you know like a some countries don't have republics they like some people were not you know i guess not meant to you know govern them govern themselves but either way i mean the separation of church and state was much different than you know what you you were explaining because a lot of people the reason why a lot of the europeans wanted the separation from church and state was so that they can do what they're doing now like they had a lot of perversions i mean we got to think about rome and why it failed that, you know that the, the pro the, the the protestants that came over here were like they were they had some oppression towards women i ain't gonna lie big time but they were extremely conservative extremely conservative like they yeah. weren't wild like the ones that exactly. were actual but, you know now you but had we the talking about, but we criminals talking about black that got sent over here no no see no that's i mean because uh we say like we got to think about this because i mean a lot of america was already in existence we're talking about a segment of time period where they had some people that they sent over here that's you what know, i'm saying uh, uh, they lot, sent a uh, bunch of that's what happened with australia and a lot of people but, australia doesn't ever want to talk about that but that's how it started they sent all the undesirables and they did the same thing here in the states they okay. you know all the undesirables they sent them over here so but that's kind of beside the point what i'm but, saying but that's is putting it in, but, but putting it in perspective though is that this was like you you know you you kind of gather taking the ideology that everything began once those people came as if nobody this this thing didn't exist already that, that's not what i'm saying this is related to the politics the mindset that these people have and this Christian nationalism that's driving the politics. That's what we're talking about. Like, that's a whole nother subject where you're saying. Well, well, I, because I, I mean, I, I, I'd say that uh, a bunch of, you know, a bunch of us who were the conservatives are still here. And by blood, we are really conservative. 
that, but you know, we we fell for the okie doke. They gained a lot of control by you know by being able to do that. But most of us are very much conservative uh, by nature. Um, they have used uh, this whole idea, the separation of church and state. Is 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 not you know to gain God. It was to get away from God. It was you know so that they wouldn't be you know be punished by it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Well, you know, we're we're talking about these people who are they actually a minority? These ones that screaming this Christ, uh, Christian nationalism stuff, but they have a lot of power. They're very organized and they're also very influential on others. So the people who are conservatives but don't necessarily line up with this ultra Christian nationalism idea can be, you know, coerced to mm -hmm. to to be to go along with them because they agree with some parts of it related to the conservatism. You you get what I'm saying? And this is what's driving the politics. So that's what we're talking about. Well, you're saying it's driving the politics, but I, you know, for whatever reason, I feel that, uh, you know, it's all right. Now, I think that it's probably, you know, somewhat mixed, you know, what's, you know, actual conservatism and actual liberalism. And then there's people who just, who's kind of stuck in the middle that will, that will say, all right, you know what, this is really what we need. Those swings they call swing states or whatever like these are people who are just like all right you know this is what we need right now like I, based on who's uh you know go, trying to run i don't think so they just played that clip where the guy said we are the taliban we are like the christian taliban so they want it to be like afghanistan but christian let me play some more of this Most Americans are naive, but I get it, what you're saying. Tarrant County, known for conservative churches, wealthy white neighborhoods, and good schools. It's America's largest Republican urban community, and it helped elect Donald Trump. But in 2020, Joe Biden won here by a hair. This politically crucial corner of Texas has become a testing ground for how conservatives can maintain their grip. It's 6.30 in the morning. Like every parent, Lainey Hawes is rushing to get her children ready for the day. But in the past few months, she spent more and more of her time focused on schooling, fighting back against what she believes is growing conservative and Christian influence in the classroom. When we first got here, everything was mild. School board meetings were boring. Um, and then everything ramped up to this, and this is where we are now, and it's a fight, right? Our school board meetings have police officers at the meetings to escort people out who get too out of control. School boards are ground zero of the culture wars taking place across the country. In Tarrant County, they're churning with disputes over what children are taught, about sexuality, gender identity, the history of racism, and over what they should be allowed to read. There's only two genders, and guess what? Teachers shouldn't be forced to use your freaking made-up fantasy pronouns. Fight like hell! This evasive censorship is much more than politics. This is about lives. 
Queer youth are at a substantially higher rate for suicide compared to the national average for adolescents. Not having support from your home, your peers, and your school means adverse mental health effects and eventually suicide attempts. Transforming low-profile elections into high-stakes political conflicts. And central to that is Christianity, but not through the pews. Remember when America stood for things like honor, freedom, personal responsibility, and faith? Enter a Texas cell phone company on a mission to protect conservative Christian values. Patriot Mobile spent nearly half a million dollars supporting 11 candidates in four districts. All of them won. We took over 11, 11, 11 seats on school boards took over four. It's part of a new playbook by Republicans to take over politics from the ground up, backed by political operatives like former Trump advisor Steve Bannon. One of the keys is these school boards, right? The school boards are the key that picks the lock. Talk to us about what you did in Tarrant County. Since then, those school boards have begun to put new restrictions on books and gender identity issues. The owner of Patriot Mobile, Glenn Story, recruited longtime political operator Lee Wamsgons to help mobilize the company's Christian message. As a mother and uh, of, you know, school-age kids, it's really quite concerning. We have never, in a time in, in these cities that we were dealing with, had Christianity so, um, so attacked. Um, attacked, what do you mean? Oh, look at some of the public um, the public comments in school boards and people calling Christianity a, a terrible, racist, bigoted thing. And the reason we started with school boards is because that is the level of government that is in fact, that is most impacting the future of our country. What we were seeing is the leftist indoctrination instead of education. So you feel you have a responsibility to bring God back into the schools in some way? No question. That's what you're doing? No question. We need to have a little bit more of faith in schools in the sense of we have to remove what I feel is ungodly stuff out of the school. Or so, um, they said Christianity is being attacked in the schools. Well, it has been for a long time. If we're going, because I mean, if we're just, you know, just talking about this subject, I mean, it has. And that's, you know, no matter, you know, there was never really any balance, like since the 80s, like they constantly try to do different things that ripped up the original but but Christianity's not supposed to be in the schools at all. At wow. all. Because what about the other religions? All the other people that go to the school are not Christians. Everybody that go to the school is supposed to be a Christian. So what do you do with the well, Muslim kids? What do you do with the Buddhist kids? But they're not what? but they're not but see that's the thing. They're taking, you know, the pretty much the soul of you know, righteousness, I would say, out of the schools. Like if kids, because, you know, I hear what you're saying because I, I'm not really specific on any kind of religion. But when we're talking about taking, because I mean, if, it, if we're talking about the difference between God or godliness or Satan, Satan, we've, we've added more Satan into schools than and taking God out. And I but, think that's more of the- But that's not the, what they're saying. They're saying Christianity specifically. I Christianity. Know, I, I, well, well, see, but that's, but see, most most people, that's how they look at their 
their you know their faith because they think that Christianity is God. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, and and I know you, I know you understand it. Like you know, you you know that most of these people, that's how they they look at what God is. It is Christianity, but you know they're that wrong. They, okay, yes, they are wrong, but at the same time, they're right. They're wrong, period. Because it's putting Christianity above anybody else's religion. That's what it's doing. Well, okay. Now we now we that's can, alienating we can, we, everyone else. Okay. Or forcing I, them to comply. I hear what you're saying. But when it comes down to when it comes down to it, I mean that's what the opposite, the other side is trying to do too. But they're, you know, they have perverted a lot of that, and they're trying to teach children who who don't even know their, you know, mathematics properly, you know, how to have sex or how to, you know, what to, you know, what I'm saying pretty much make trying to make them an adult too soon, like that's. That's what the difference right there. So that's what they they use the the, the 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 terminology Christianity, but they mean the fact that look my like because I mean regard like if they didn't have any type of you know sect of of religion, but they actually just use principle. Because I mean to me I like to just look at it as nature. You know what I'm saying? Giving you know kids a chance to understand nature. But that's not you know, what they're teaching them. They're teaching them I, Jesus. And at the beginning I, I, of the, the public school system, they had to fight for that to be that way. And th because that was the right way to do it is to leave religion out of it and just teach the kids, you know, their math and stuff. They don't, you know, instead of forcing them to subscribe to, to a specific religion. I, well, and I, I hear, I hear you. I, I mean, because I think that we're on the same, you know, path as long as that goes. But we know that children need a something to, like, in order for them to really learn righteousness, there has to be a path of it. But there that to needs be, to be done to be at a, home, a, not in the school. But okay, but that's the parents a, I, teach your child about their spirituality, not the school. Well, okay, but that's it. See, but you don't you don't feel the same way about sex. You feel like the teachers should be doing that, right? You you know that's that's something that everybody can't teach their children, right? That that's not spirituality. But sex but it doesn't. Is but, a but, physical thing that you do to make babies, like that's biology. I, 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 I understand, but uh, you know, a lot of us, a lot of uh, conservatives, feel like that's something that a, a parent should have the right to teach their children at at the right time for that child. So, but so you, you school, don't want the child to know about biology. You don't want them but, to oh, know. So, so you don't want you don't want your children to know about God. I want. I mean, you 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 have to really balance it. I don't you want have to, school. You have to, to balance it. I don't want the school to teach my child about God. I want my I don't want the school, the school to, to teach him about child. biology. I understand. And, and you, you could teach him about biology, but it doesn't have to be about sex. <sighs> we learned about biology without sex. And, and uh, you know, and then that was something that came further on. Because, I mean, there was life sciences that, I mean, there was different things that taught in a different way in past times they know how to do it because it's been done before but they want to totally strip away 
you know, core principles that children should learn at an early age and teach them things that are outside of, you know, what a child should be doing anyway, unless, you know, I mean, you know, I know, like, I mean, like Balenciaga, they believe that that youngsters should be, you know, kid, children should be learning about sex or preparing themselves because there's adults that's checking them out and ready to bring them into their form of life, you know, like, and it, I don't, I don't know if they even have a barrier on age. So, I mean, there, there has to be a baseline for some of this stuff. Like, we have to, you know, have to find some middle ground so that, you know, if we're not teaching them about, because, I mean, it sounds like your bigger problem is that the, the Christianity, which is, okay, you know, if we get away from any form of religion, well, you know, regardless of what it is, you know, we still have to be able to teach them core but that's not what this is about. And let me play this next little clip because this kind of illustrates it because they made that rule or law and it happened here in Texas where you can display if, if the sign was donated and it said in God we trust that they could put it up in the schools. So there's people protesting that by putting in God we trust in Arabic. They got a big problem with that. It says the same thing. Let me play this. Put what he feels into the school. Recently, Texas passed a law saying schools had to display posters of the national motto if they were donated. Patriot Mobile delivered hundreds. Hello. Laney and other parents saw an opportunity to take a stand. I'll grab this one. I'm going to Shravan Krishna has two children in school. He asked students to design signs that would include them. These were the voices he felt were unheard. Arabic speakers, transgender and gay kids. The school board initially rejected the signs. The issue has gone to court. Schools shouldn't be a place where you have people competing with which card is the best card. <laughs> right. Mm. But that's your part. So it should never be that. You know, keep keep your religion to yourself, your religious institutions, churches, temples, right, houses. Or accept all gods. Yeah, or it, or exactly. make it a place where everything. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. For Lenny comments. I, I I think that if if they're gonna you know because I mean if you want God in the in the schools it should be represented on every angle but if you're not gonna do it like there's none should be there available at all but I mean we got to think about that at um, from every angle we can't you know saying especially like we got to respect those people's you know the, the, you know because each person has you know, let's just say their form of belief. And when you start trying to f force whatever belief you might have on somebody's child, they come back home and then they're learning things that, you know, okay, wait a minute, you mean tell me like my child can't learn ab about Christianity in school, but he can learn about these, you know, uh, men wanting to be women and women wanting to be men or, uh, what, you know, Muhammad instead of G. Like, if you're gonna pick and choose what they can t what they can learn, but what you know, and and this is supposed to be a public school that's supposed to be for everybody. So, there a lot of these people, I feel, are fighting against one thing with what they arm themselves with, and that's their God. You know and, what I'm saying? 
and and they're so dominating and like extra because we have all of these whatever that is please stop spraying that um uh they they have they already have all of these christian schools bro like like uh, my nephew goes to a uh uh baptist university but it's painful uh, um and and they have all of these christian schools already and they teach the theology and no it's not paid for you have to pay for it um yeah you have, have to pay for it yeah so and that's fine i don't have a problem with that but if you uh, you already have these christian schools but now you want the public schools to be christian schools too that's not it's not enough that you already have Christian schools that you could put your kid in. Now you want all of the schools to be Christian schools. Well, my thing is these issues, as far as uh, as far as religion, as far as uh, teaching teaching children about sex, as far as you know uh, teaching children about you know uh, the the whole identification, uh, whether you're male Pronouns. or female, but yeah, Pronouns all of this. Are- I, I feel like Say, bro, all that's that a religion shit needs too. To be left at home, bro. Like all of that, that shit needs to be left in the hands of the parents. We, I'm not saying that the parents gonna do the best job of, of educating, you know. But, but at the same time, leave that shit in the hands of the parents and, and stop putting it into these public schools and, and 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 forcing these teachers. Like, like that's why. For one, that's why our, our education system here in the united states is so far fucking far behind everybody else because they worry about this kind of bullshit as opposed yeah. to actually teaching these children their basic math, you know yeah, the math basic science and curriculum Look, you know it's like that's, this shit is stupid bro that's my biggest be problem. A fucking debate about religion or this or that like but fuck it, bro. But, like, but what i don't think y'all understand they're making this political so that the, no, yeah, the, I get it, I get the, it, but the, they, the fact of this, the matter that somebody keeps bringing it up is the reason why they're making it political. There's this, someone that's and, pushing and, for this. You got you got what what Trump said that sparked this whole talk. Then now you got now they bringing about religion because they're forcing the whole homosexuality shit into school. So now that's that's really which bring, is oh, a religion. We need to bring God but, back into this, and but no, but but, but that's not hard. really happening. That's what I'm saying. Yes, and it I've, is. I've been saying that the longest. It's this is all political. They, no, it's they, not. It's, it's actually it's, happening. It's, it, this is not it, I, the the cases of anything like this happening is probably. 0.0% of of the schools this is not no it's it's not no pandemic of of schools teaching kids to be gay or whatever this is not happening i get what i get what you're making it up the media created this conversations about the fact that they're even talking about this stuff bro is gonna it creates this rhetoric rhetoric and then everything turns political because there everybody expects the government to step in and put a stop to this, you know. When we should just have, you know, we should have government supporting parental <sighs> choice. You know, if, you know, I don't know, bro. That's my whole thing. I, like, I, I'm, I'm not like, saying. Go ahead. In, in the public school, you sh- you know if you know especially when. You know they're they're saying all right we're gonna do uh separation of uh, church and state and we got all 
types of kids going to school uh, this school why is it that you know somebody else's religion no matter how you know because you know let's just say if, uh, things that atheists believe in things that uh, Islam believes in um, uh, Buddhist whatever can be practiced but then uh, Christianity can't so to make it fair you don't teach any of those things and I know most people don't look at LGBT as a religion but that's what it has become because it's a belief system and they're trying to you know most like, like indoctrinate and make everybody have to understand what it means for this group of people where that if that's going to be taught let it be taught outside of school and, let's, and have, I, I don't let's have core, let's have core things that we teach because we still have a bunch of little boys maybe uh, you know a good bit of girls but that it's like having trouble reading so like that's, they don't they don't have the core the core things that you're trying to learn that that they need to learn in school they're not learning but these other things are there that they are and it's much easier to control like when you're talking about some sexual stuff that you know sparks certain neurons in a person's uh mind that you know and sparks other things in their bodies they're going to be way more attentive to those things because it gives them an automatic reaction. Adults don't know how to deal with a lot of that shit. So, so again, you, I agree with you. All of the religions, keep it all out of it. Just teach them math, I, science, yeah. biology, history. But, but listen. Matter-of-factly. But listen, a lot of these, because, I mean, I I sympathize with these uh, these Christians mainly because that's what they that's 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 the only defense that they they have or know how to use to try to you know like push these other things to the side you know what i'm saying it's like okay if you're gonna try to push this on my child then all right you know what i want to push what i would rather my child learn or be learning in school here no, if, if, if you really have a super problem with what they're teaching your kids in public schools, then you take them out of the public school. You find a different school see, to put them in, a different okay, public you, school. Okay, see, and, but that's the thing. You know, um, you know, just because you're Christian doesn't mean you have money to be able to afford that. Like, most people send their kids to public schools because they can't afford to pay for private schools. And now you're being, you know, a certain kind of way with people who, you know, like now you're saying that your child doesn't belong to you. If you're going to come, if your child comes to the public school, then guess what? You know, whatever we're going to teach them, you shut the hell up and teach them. No matter, you know, even though we pretty much control what kind of money you make or, you, you know, what, what you can afford and what you can't afford. You know what I'm saying? Like this is... This is a whole power move that's, you know, which, you know, say, oh, we made it political. It was political to begin with. I mean, it took the courts to to change the whole idea of, you know, okay, you're living in the United States of America, and now you can't have the Pledge of Allegiance. Uh, what, what, what was that? Because uh, I remember, uh, I think this was like when I was in elementary school when a lot of this stuff began. Um, I, I don't have no love for the Pledge of Allegiance. Let me say that. No, right no, no, now. no, 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 no. I know. I'm. This is history we're talking about. The you know how a lot of these things began. 
you know, people's kids not having to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance, which is fine and which is right. But, you know, at the same time, you know, what, regardless of what religion you are, this is the country that gives you the freedom to have that, uh, you know, your own God. So well, that's not what's happening well, with them forcing well, Christianity into the school. But that's not. But see, but, but see, you're missing it because you don't care about what other things are being taught. You only care about the the Christianity stuff. There's other people who care about those other things that's being taught that's unnecessary. Well, go at it in that way. Don't go at it as trying to force all them to be Christians in the public ass school. Let, let me read some comments. It says, as an American, I really appreciate seeing this as something coming from an outside perspective. I think a lot of what I experienced living in the U.S. as a married lesbian is the fear, losing my rights, losing my marriage, that kind of thing. It was nice to see something that takes a step back from that. Another comment, it says, in world history, every time one religion was forced on a population, a lot of rebellion and bloodshed followed. You'd think by now we'd be better students of history. The answer is for governments and politicians to remain neutral and allow the public to choose their religion and choose not to be religious. Excellent piece, BBC. Another comment, it says, it honestly does scare me that the party of the Constitution tries to sweep under the carpet that the founding fathers called for a separation of church and state because that was guided politics back in the nation we tried to break off from. That's what I said. Another comment. The movement has been in the making since the 70s. I know because I was part of it then. As I learned and understood what the major plan was, I left the church completely. I now live in Greece where people are accepted for who they are. Let me play some well, more of the, go ahead. You want to make a comment and then I'm going to play some more. Well, clip. I'll just say, I mean, I think that there can be balance if, you know, you know, a lot of people don't want to give up their, what they have, you know, like their wins, what they consider to be wins for them. Because, you know, if you think that, you know, you know, people that say that they've been, um, you know, locked out and not a part of, you know, society for so long, which is bullshit, because I mean, all my life, I've known the gay people, you know, like things have, that's been, you know, a little more popularized. But at the same time, I don't think, you know, like elementary, middle school, maybe high school, you know, children are getting, you know, to the point where they can understand these things and who they are is already embedded in them that when they learn more about these things, that it's not more uh, indoctrinating than it is informative. You know what I'm saying? And that's the problem I have because, you know, 10th grade, Ninth, tenth grade. If you're starting to learn about those things, okay, you know maybe, but at you know second and third grade, you have to start. You have to start a lot, lot younger than that. They actually need to. They actually need to start around the fourth to fifth grade. We're talking about having these talks, parents. You know because 
But my wife, my but, wife is in the school system, bro. And there's kids at fourth grade level that are promiscuous. That whole but, value, of what you're talking about, that shit is but, dead. But why? Because but see, but, but why is that? This, why? Why is that? Because we live in a world that that's what this world promotes. That's what a, that's what the society well, promotes. Every time a child turns on the TV. You can't even watch Six. a family sitcom. Well, see, you can't even watch a family sitcom anymore without there yes, being a one sex scene. You know. Well, what see, I'm but saying? that's the, that's 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 and, another part of the indoctrination. And see that that shouldn't be happening either. You know what I'm saying? Well, like I mean, you it, should be able to turn you should be able to turn Disney on, and it's you know like there should be you know some, you know because I I don't find really any stations the channels that you can go uh, to that even is back free in of the that. day with Di- even back in the day with Disney there may not have necessarily been any sex scenes but there was, it was scenes subliminal. to show you how to how yeah subliminal there was love there was hugging there was a kiss. You know, even with the whole Cinderella story and all of that type of stuff. So, you know, you have to, as parents, well, your, your voice has to be louder. You know, you have to, you, you know, you can't, you can't pull your kids totally away from what they're doing and what they're putting out on the TV screens. You know, you have to allow them to see these things, but well, that's where you correct well, because... I, I, let me finish this. Let me say I, I do, I, because I, we, we all argue about the whole homosexuality and transgender thing in the schools and stuff. But what we also fail to, 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 to remember is that when your child is, is coming up, you know, when your son or your daughter is coming up, they do are, are made do some type of just with, it's just a natural thing that most little kids do. They do something that's of homosexual, that's a homosexual act and you have to correct that shit. You know what I'm saying? And so everybody it. wants to clam up about these things. Yes, I get it. You shouldn't, you know, maybe that's not the best thing to do for to, to have teachers but, teaching teaching other people, kids, this type of thing. As parents, we have to step up and teach our mm-hmm. kids and we have to teach them, you know, it doesn't matter who this person is, who this person identify, they're still a human being. Respect them, you know what I'm saying? It's, and move on and, and keep it pushing. But, you know, it's just I feel like they like Chaka is saying and like the same shit you're saying in a roundabout way. It's all political and it all started with a fucking conversation at some school board meeting that these motherfuckers, they 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 listen. And now they're able to turn this to a political thing. What we need to be fighting for is parental free choice. You know, we need to fight for the choice and the right to teach our children what we feel as though they need in life, to teach them how not to be naive in life. You know, like the they're they're no, that's not what that's not that's not that's not what they teach. And see, I think a lot of a lot of parents, you know, are are opting out of being parents. And you know, I think that's where, like, okay, you know, I when you know it the average person can't afford to send their school their children to the school that they would you know would like you know certain things that they would love for them to learn like we can't act that act like you know these are the children that they're they're using as goyim you know what you know how i I don't care how much money i got i can be a fucking multi-billionaire 
I would never send my child to a private school because the same thing that's happening in the public schools is happening 10 times worse in a and, private and, school. And I think because they can cover it up with money, with this, with deceit. And you know that's what I'm saying? That, they can cover yeah. that shit up. There's more kids fucking in private schools. There's more kids, there's more girls and boys and, being raped. And they're separated from their parents. Schools. Some you of those know? schools be like six months at a time. And Pat, I think you hit the nail on the head with these people wanting to opt out of being parents. And these are the same ones that's screaming at the damn school board meeting about what's what the teacher is teaching them in the class because they're not taking the time with their child to teach them about this stuff. And so then they're, they're, they're worried that their kid's going to come home knowing this stuff and they haven't had, they're, they're too weak to have these conversations with their child themselves. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm almost certain of that, but my thing is that, okay, if there is a, a you know, a certain way to teach children, and especially when, you know, we know that the the the, the pipeline to prison is usually it uh, it starts with children that don't know how to read, that don't know how to comprehend. You know, that's usually like that's where that begins. Let's focus on those things that keep our children from doing that. But no, you you know what? Let's not do that. Let's let them not. You know, let's not guide them on a path of growth that's got them on a path of where we can use them for you know and, sex. And, and, and this is not what's happening and on, on a rapid way the focus Balenciaga, should be Balenciaga proves to us that's that not there's a in lot the schools of, uh, we're talking about the schools freaking no, but, if if you want to fix no, it it's, you, it's in politics if you want to if you want to fix TVs. this it's everywhere. Yeah, but we're talking about the schools. So, um, but and, and if you want to fix it, instead of focusing on this stuff that we're focusing on, we need to focus on the funding. The teachers are overworked. They stressed out. They got twenty six kids they have to watch. They don't have the funding. They don't have no budget. The damn uh, fucking infrastructures aren't there. You know what I'm saying? The 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 school departments are getting bled and the money is getting pumped into these christian schools instead and then they're saying that the school the public school is shit yes it's shit yes the teacher the the the, the students aren't getting the attention that they need yes the teachers the students aren't learning what they should be learning but that's what we need to be focusing on but, not focusing on getting christianity but, in the school is like that's listen. what's gonna fix all the damn problems you're still gonna have a bunch of dumbass kids who christian listen what it sounds like to me is that there's a bunch of parents that are upset that people who have certain values is winning it to some degree to to any degree because if they are using what they uh, they know they understand like i mean there's a bunch of people that was uh, totally upset about you know the whole you know um what you call it the uh, abortion thing but these people like they 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 believe in something they work on that and they focus on that where everything when everything is on the table and you just kind of let everything go haywire yes you lose so that's that means that okay we need to have 
we need to be maybe more conservative. All these other things, to, at least to some extent, doesn't mean that you can't can't be gay and conservative. But but you're saying conservative. These people are specifically saying Christian. That is the point. But you also leave because I believe the conservative has a lot to do with it as well. But maybe being conservative leads you to being what you know, like you learning principles within Christianity, whether you know it's right or wrong or whatever. You're learning principles. You can learn when conservative you when you don't when you don't live through Islam. I know that. I believe me. I I know that. I've learned through all of those religions. I I'm the one that's been saying that. I mean, there's not much difference between the the two, except that there's a narrative in in Christianity that I don't agree with. So, but these people are pushing it. Let me play some more of this. Me and Shraban, the signs may have been a political stunt, but they see something much more sinister at work. We see the Republican Party who has decided one of their goals is to bring God into schools. And that is the plan long term is to bring God also into the government. So to me, it's anti-American to try and bring Christian ideology into our schools or into our government. Our country is based on allowing people to make that choice for themselves. I raised the sign controversy with Patriot Mobile. It's created a great uproar because folks just hate the concept of in God we trust. And so, and my response is, look, it's the national motto. We're not doing anything other. And if you don't like it, take every bill out of your pocket and throw it away because it says it on every bill, every coin. You don't think it was an issue of whose God? No. And whose God do we trust? No. Because the alternatives brought forward were in, in Arabic and I, in, you know, LGBT I'm sure colors. That it, has, it was more political than just the word God. Right. All right, you guys ready? For all parents here, this boils down to the future of their children and who gets to shape what that will become. The concerns I found in Texas echo resoundingly through the conservative Christian establishment, this fear of a cultural takeover by what they label the radical left. The Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky, is one of the largest in the world, wow. training leaders who are shaping the future of the evangelical church. Have you and other Christian leaders taken on a more overtly yeah. political role? Well, inevitably, because, you know, Christian preachers didn't have to preach about LGBTQ issues in any sense we, as we do now, because those weren't issues in the culture. No one was talking about them. For Moeller, this shift has been a fundamental change for both the country and the church. I think for conservative Christians, there has been a dawning awareness of the fact that whereas the society basically agreed with us on almost every important issue, I mean, the, the overlap, if you take a Venn diagram, was so overwhelming that outsiders would call the United States a Christian nation. So something's clearly changed, and uh, conservative Christians in this country are now in a paradox or a predicament. I think that's why you see such... A, uh, well, you know, it'd be called by those who don't like it, the rise of the new Christian right or uh, the, uh, the awakening of uh, the Christian vote in the United States. Well, there's a reason for that. The rise well, of the new I, Christian right is called Christian yeah. nationalism. Because, you know, the biggest pr problem I think I have with a lot of this is because, like, it's disguised, like, we're arguing over the Christian part, but it's more so because there's, all, most of these people are Christians. 
you know, or at least, you know, at least that's how they identify religiously. But it's the difference between the conservatives and the liberals. Like this is, I mean, that's really where the fight is, because it's people who believe that okay, we don't have to look at the Bible, you know, the way this certain way, and there's a, other ones say no, we most definitely need to look at the Bible this way, and or you know, Christianity, you know what I'm saying? Because I mean, you know, I, I know you know just as well as I do. We use the Bible in Islam as well. So, I mean, but. So if the fight is between conservative and liberals, then what's the point in putting the Christian part on there? Because, like I said, that's what, because that's where the whole protection, like this is, this is, that's how they've armed themselves because they feel that their God is what, or the God that they are claiming is what, protects them in life that's like that like when when people you know this is a psychological thing like all of it is psychological you know what i'm saying if if you're using if if, you know i'm saying somebody starts intruding on you and your whatever thing that you use to protect yourself that you are without pulling a gun Exactly. The Ku Klux Klan's were Christians. And it's another part of this. They're going to explain it in this video. But so, because but when they say Christian nationalism, they're also saying white Christian nationalism. The true hear, Americans. The I true United we, States citizens. Yeah, well, I mean, come on. I mean, we know that they're all... We, look, we, we're, we're talking about, you know, because like, we, you know, I, I, when you start saying all that, like, now you're trying to piss me off because we know that this is all that shit is bullshit. And, you know, I'm going to go somewhere else on these people. But what I'm trying to say is because I don't 100% agree, but I know that there's a line that's being crossed on both sides. And it seems as though that people who, you know, are trying to protect some form of sanctity for their children at at least to a certain age because we know that like all of us know that okay you're not gonna have them watching tv you're gonna have them doing like these kids are gonna learn some of these things but at least let the the parent be in a position to correct you know to be able to say certain things but in school you don't know what they told your child and it shouldn't be you know there shouldn't be certain uh topics that they can talk about and concentrate on that the parent does not know or understand so you know if we can't stick to some core things that everybody can believe you know tr- uh trust in or we can all together agree and and work with each other on regardless of what your belief is like somebody's always going to be pissed off and 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 that's the reason why you shouldn't have no religion in there at all. So then, and then the other part of the but, Christian, but that, but, national- that, but that, but that also means you know because it's. I mean, believe it or not, LGBT is a religion. Okay, so no religion in the school. Okay, oh, none. Okay, all right. That's, that's what I'm just- saying. None. Okay. So the 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 um, and then the other part of this Christian nationalism is like I say, white Christian nationalism. So there's a racial component to this, okay? And mm-hmm. and, and, and and it's also related with, with them going into the school boards is not wanting to um, proper history to be taught. So, you know, mm-hmm. they're using this cover of the LGBTQ thing to slide in there and take out books that teach the kids about what actually happened in history. 
well that's i mean i think that that's a problem too because i mean i think if we if we learn real history i mean it wouldn't be just white people that's got things to be uh ashamed of or things that you know we need to correct you know on a mental level but you know like and that's the whole thing like as far as us as americans regardless of our shade you know we're all been lying to each other and ourselves about almost everything you know certain people believe things that has never ever happened in life but they believe it yeah let me play this there's a reason for that Christian right is called Christian nationalism by some. The belief that America was founded as a Christian nation and that the government should keep it that way, blurring the line between church and state. So Christian nationalism is a new term for a very old phenomenon. So it privileges uh, a religious identity uh, with citizenship in its most virulent form. It turns out to also have an ethnic or racial uh, component to it. Uh, in the U.S., that component has been around European descent or whiteness, um, really, as it has developed in the country. So uh, when I talk about Christian nationalism in the U.S., I usually talk about white Christian nationalism. Donald Trump was seen <laughs> as defending their cause when he entered the White House. We're going to protect Christianity, and I can say that. I don't have to be politically correct or... And it was the storming of the Capitol that showed just how much religious and political identities had begun to merge on the right, bonded by a belief that the election had been stolen. Jesus Christ, we invoke your name. Amen. Amen. Many reject the Christian nationalist label as a leftist smear. But a few right-wing politicians are embracing its holy rhetoric. We need to be the party of nationalism. And I'm a Christian and I say it proudly. We should be Christian nationalists. The church is supposed to um, direct government, not the opposite yeah. uh, way. The church is supposed completely. to influence government. And, yeah. and, and we need to be so involved in what is going on in our government. Online, extremists have taken it even further. We are the Christian Taliban. This is, this is the era of Christian nationalism. What's different now uh, is that the country is no longer majority white and Christian. As recently as 2008, when Barack Obama was first running uh, for president, our first African-American president, uh, the country was actually 54% white and Christian, so comfortably majority white and Christian. Uh, that number today is 44%. Uh, and I think that threat, right, of white Christians no longer knowing they're in control uh, demographically, culturally, politically, um, is why we're seeing it kind of come to the fore in the current context. Prominent voices in the black church are also sounding the alarm about the racial implications of the movement and warned that the spirit of the January 6th attack was not contained in the Capitol. You can't diminish what happened on January 6th from what's happening in some sanctuaries on Sunday morning. You can't separate this passion to overthrow the nation's capital with violence on January 6th from the rhetoric that you hear on Christian radio. You can't separate this desire to pull down elected officials and maybe even call for their murder versus what we hear, frankly, from people all across the nation, even elected officials, who are praying for the death of the president. Praying for the death of the president in a political way. 
for for political well, reasons. But you know what? I, I think that um, a lot of this could be solved because, like, when we used to be taught civics and we understood more about law, and then that we could point out the reasons why. Uh, people having their freedoms because see the main things is that they're trying to steal our freedoms like like there's a lot of things that they're trying to you know erase from what history you know what we know america as and change it into something else so they don't want to teach us the constitution and where you know everybody's rights matter because they don't want you to, they don't, like if they start indoctrinating that into you, you create what you've, we've had in the past, people who are willing to fight for their own freedoms. But they want us to move into a system where, you know, we're just, we accept the fact that, oh yeah, you gotta take, you know, rights from us in order for us to be able to live in harmony together, which is only, I think that will only create, because I mean, I think having the differences between people is what keeps us healthy. You know what I'm saying? To some extent. Now we can have everybody around, like we, we end up with a boring world when everybody, you know, wears the same thing, does the same thing every day, day in, day out, whatever, life becomes very boring. And then, you know, you got somebody who's, you know, uh physiology pushes them to do something outside of what the norm is and we got some crazy shit that happens whatever blah 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 and we got but, crazy shit happening all over the place right now well, so it's well, like the christian nationalism they feel like the left is the well, devil they're against god the liberals against god biden against god so it justifies them when they go and want to kill somebody well, you can say, I mean, I guess, uh, you know, we could say that to some extent. I mean, that's pro probably what a lot of them do would think or believe. And I mean, I, I might have to join myself into that group. Uh, but, you know, I don't, I, I know many liberals. I don't think that that's everybody. But yeah, there are a lot of people, especially, I think it's people in power that, that start to use that very power to manipulate people on every level and you know uh as they say like uh ultimate uh, was it ultimate power uh, power um, ultimately always corrupts something like that yeah something, so yeah but 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 what but I'm i saying think is, I, and the nationalism thing has been perverted as well because what it is it's a it's a it's an extreme perversion and it's a delusion also because they it, keep saying it's a it's a it's a it's a christian nation like that's on its face is wrong and then yeah. thinking that if they're not christian they're worshiping the devil boom wrong if they're not a christian nationalist then i mean if they're a liberal if they if they voted for biden then they worship the devil wrong no, that's I, I know. It's a holy but, war, but but it also says that you know you're voting for somebody who we know believes in this thing, like so it does have some connotation to it because when we when we're voting for politicians and we uh you know they tell us what they believe in and what they're fighting for, and you choose one over the other that you're identifying more with this is what I want to see than what 
this other person is talking about. Yeah, but so, they're making it God and the devil or Christianity versus everything. Well, you I know, mean, you know, I mean, we, we know that overall that is more because uh, I mean, you know, we say it all the time. We're uh, we're choosing the uh, the lesser of two evils. So if we're talking about two Satans, we're talking about somebody who's going to do uh, do more, you know, do more damage than the other. So, you know, which is something that we got to find a way to get out of as well, because that's insane. You know what I'm saying? For us to be, be able to say with a straight face, oh, no, I'm, I'm just going to, you know, vote for the lesser of the two evils. Well, I know, yeah, of course, they're both evil, but I'm going to vote for one of them. Like, th that is so insane that, you know what I'm saying? Like, people, like, and, and, like people don't even think about it. Like, like it's so, it's 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 so common that it sounds right to them. It's crazy. Let me find him on. Many pastors were at the Capitol that day. Oh, there he is. I traveled to Tennessee, deep in the Bible Belt, where one of them continues to preach. So Pastor Ken has asked me to meet him here on this overpass to watch him waving flags. Seems a bit of a patriotic stunt. I think he does it a lot. Hello, Pastor Ken. Hey. And Malcolm X was a nationalist, hey, just so y'all know. Good. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you very much. And God bless America. And God bless Donald Trump. Ken Peters has denounced the violence of the Capitol riot, but still defends what he sees as a patriotic mission. Come on. We do feel like God has a special plan for this country, and he still has a plan for this country. And on January 6th, you felt that was under threat? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We felt like the, the enemy, meaning leftists uh, who don't like Christians, um, had stolen our nation. Peter's Patriot Church is one of a growing number of non-denominational startup congregations that say they want to take back the country for God. I was a little unsure of what to expect. As someone who grew up in the church, what I heard here was not the gospel I knew political That's activism as an act of worship. The LGBTQ and the left is saying, oh, you're a church, separation of church and state. Get in the stands. You can't fight the fight. You can't play in the game. Church preachers, you stand up in the stands, separation of church. An aggressive response to a sense of being under siege. Christians are going to have to get feisty. They're going to have to get in the fight a little bit and quit sticking their head in the sand and being completely pacifist when it comes to politics. For him, that means a crusade against abortion. Hey, if God can overturn Roe v. Wade, he can do anything, amen? And ending same-sex marriage. Yeah, I want to exclude certain types of relationships, sexual relationships from the term marriage. It's special to us. It's in the Bible. It's something we really care about. And you want a government that would impose that? I want a government that keeps marriage what it's always been. What he preaches from the pulpit is meant to be taken to the polls. We endorse Monty Fritz. We endorse him. And his message seems to be resonating. Patriot churches have expanded to several locations. Peters says they're attracting followers from more liberal states. To me, this isn't anything new. It's just how I even grew up, God, family, country. That it's, it, There's nothing wrong with that. And... Um, some try to, you know, shame us for loving our country. I mean, this is where God placed us. 
we wanted mm. to come and find a place that wasn't afraid <laughs> to take a stand, that wasn't afraid to speak out if there were issues that they thought um, needed to be spoken about. We are definitely a Christian nation and should be a Christian nation. So to try to separate politics from the church is asinine. It cannot be done. Um, and if you're doing it, you're pro if you are doing that, you're probably doing something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> She's right, though, because we are the church. Like, I mean, the, the temple, you know what I'm saying? When we look at it from that, you know, like the right way, it's kind of hard to do. But at the same time, you know, if you understand the rights of every person, not just yourself, like you're crossing the line, you know, you step, you know, if you're stepping on somebody else's toes, if you try to force what you believe over what somebody else believes and being angry with them because they believe differently. So that's why we got to have, we got to work to have more balance of what we do in public you know, the public, not, you know, do, domain, like there, there is a, there is a separation of public and private, you know, but she and, specifically said Christian. And she said, if well, you are separating Christianity from politics, you insane. Well, but all right. I, I you know, I, I guess, I mean, you, you're picking on that, but you know, like whatever your religion is, you know, because I think that most people, if you know, if you are focusing on God, whatever your God is, we don't end up in places that we're in, in a lot of our political places. But 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 I'm not picking on it. This is what they're using. The Christian nationalism I, I know, is, is, but, is is driving but, but, this whole thing. But if they were, if, if they were if they were Islamic they would be saying Muhammad or would they'll be saying Allah or whatever. Like, exactly. I mean, We're going to okay. look like Afghanistan, but in the Christian oh, version. I hear what you're saying, but the whole thing is like, you know, there has to be laws. You know, the universe has laws. So like, how do we not live by law? How many draconian laws they going to pull out of the Bible if they uh intertwine the bible no, with the law no. they're gonna well, be see, stoning but, women in the street yeah but but i think that's that's they do we, that when, 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 in Afga looking, uh, afghanistan okay but when we're looking at a lip when we're looking because i mean as far as christian you know like i don't believe like i mean because I, I i hear what they're saying and i get what they're saying because of you know i understand you know i just understand the angle She's not right, but I, you know, like the whole idea, like anybody, whoever it is that is, because uh, I mean, you, you, you think there's people that's uh, conservative Islam, uh, you know, most most is uh, Muslims are conservative, most are, unless that you, you know, like you've gotten away from, you know. But this the, is extreme stuff. This is extreme. You want the whole country to be like, even in Afghanistan, as an example, with the Taliban, there's plenty of Muslims over there. They worship the same religion that the Taliban worship, but they do not agree with that shit that the Taliban is doing at all because it's super extreme. I, I get it. I'm, I, I am here with you. And, you know, 
because I, I know you and maybe others are looking at like, oh, I'm defending these people. But no, like this is, all right, we're, we're having a sp specific conversation. So th them identifying Christianity is the same, you know, or they were saying Jesus, we know that they're, they're, they mean Christianity or they're, you know, this is what they you know, and, and these are the people who are, are actually speaking up. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, people that are, are citizens that have different faiths, but they don't, you know, they don't have the numbers to speak up and, you know, to do what these people are doing. You know what I'm saying? That's the main difference. It's, it's not that other people don't somewhat believe what they're thinking. It's just that, okay, these are a group of Christians where there's people who are of the Judaism uh, faith, of the Islamic faith. I mean, there's people of all different faiths here, but their numbers may not be as big as these people. And they actually have stepped out and done things to try to protect what, you know, these things as they knew it as a, a safe place for them. So, that's that's the line that I'm trying to walk because this is the conversation we're having. So, is it right? No, I, I'm not saying that it's right that they're trying to make it about Christianity, but I think that that's not the, the bigger picture. I think it's the certain values that people are using and following and where they actually come from. Yeah. Let me read some comments. Well, let me just say one last thing, because most of these most of these parents that, you know, they're not on because these these what we're saying are extremists. They're not the only Christians that's in the building, like cause there's a lot of parents that's at these those meetings, these school board meetings that identify as Christian as well. You know what I'm saying? But because of their political views have allowed them to see certain things outside or they allow other people to be who they are and what they are. And that's why I, why I think that it's important that we understand like as a country, the laws of the country, if we're gonna separate church and state, like not have the guidelines of God, the principles or something, like we need to have some form of principles that's gonna be taught Throughout our, uh, you know, something that's more universal for everybody, we which got, would be we our have the constitution. constitution. Exactly. Let me, let me read some more comments. It says, "I'm deeply troubled how religion is still in most politics in some countries. This is not the Middle Ages where society was based on religion. We need to keep religion separate from politics because some religious politicians deliberately misinterpret the said religion's holy book to suit their agenda." An, yes. a, another comment, it says, religion is a way of making friends for big people, but used as a political or fighting tool for small people. Another comment, it says, the interviewer is really good at asking questions that allow the respondents to say what's actually on their minds. This is quality journal journalism. Yeah, I think this was well done. That's why I wanted to cover, spend so yeah, much time. I, I, it's a great conversation i think i mean this is something that needs to be heard and said you know like it needs to happen but you know we, we we're, we're solution based right yeah at, at least we try to be you know what i'm saying we might not have all we may not have all the answers the solution but, is take the hell of religion out of the goddamn school shit but you gotta no matter what you got it is but you got to replace it with some 
thing. You can't just be lawless. That's it's not point. lawless. You already got stuff. And we're talking about at home. You teach your child at home about their spirituality. We already got the Constitution. We don't need this. Let me read some more comments. It says but they're not teaching none of that at school no more. The curriculum has they they've they've raped that from the curriculum. Let me read some more comments. It says, "Yeah, Amer ignore that part." Be because it, we're, we're we're beating a dead horse. That's why I'm gonna move on in a second. Because that that's not true. Uh, uh, what it you're is saying? Very much, it's very true. They, what classes? Like what classes are they teaching anything about constitution? Hardly ever comes up. They can't even say like like the uh, the pledging their allegiance or like all these things have been taken out. So I mean. You're saying take church out, but you're taking you're saying take out our everyday life, the rules, the laws that govern us. We shouldn't know. You know what I'm saying? Like we should be able to know those laws without Christianity being in the school. All right. I I I, 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 I hear your argument, but you know, you, 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 the, the main reason why these people are pissed off is because, you know, you pick one thing to pick on them about and, and not come up and try to have a solution, something, some, a solution base for them so that, because I mean, just get rid of Christianity and I'm cool. But then when that there's no, you know, everybody else's kid is, you know, lawless shooting, killing and doing all these other things because they don't have a basis, you know, core, core principles, then the, the know, solution is the money in the schools that they've been bleeding out the schools. Give, um, hire more teachers, pay the teachers better, give them all the tools they need. Let the kids read whatever damn books that they want to damn read. That's oh, it. Wow. That's it. Let me read some more comments. It says America was founded for the exact reason of freedom of religion and beliefs, making America Christian, a Christian nation in politics is directly contradicting the fundamentals of why people say this is the land of the free. As a New Yorker, you can have 50 different nationalities living in one single block, and that is the essence of what America is meant to be, a melting yes. pot of nationalities and ideologies and the freedom to not persecute for you reasonable beliefs. Mm -hmm. Another comment, it says, the situation here in the United States is actually as dire as this sounds. I decided not to have children back in the George Bush political era, and I'm so glad I did. I almost loosened up on that during Obama's presidency. I thought perhaps I had overreacted, and the situation wasn't as bad as it seemed. It turns out the situation is worse than I thought, and I cannot in God's conscience force my child to be born in the United States right now. That's heavy. I think a lot of people are thinking like that too. That's a little bit extreme too. You want kids, you have kids. I yeah, mean, live live your life. I agree with you on that. Let me read some more comments. But but it's interesting that she feels that way, and I bet you it's a lot of people that 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 agrees. But see, but that's the thing. Like people, like a lot of like this person, like they don't realize they're extreme too, and they're and they and they're, and they're not you know like 
you know, compromising as, you know, like none of them are, are really being compromised. And that's why it continues to be an ongoing battle. Like we got to understand that other people do have beliefs and you're not going to change them overnight, but there are going to be things that we can come to the middle and agree on that, you know, your child and my child both need, regardless of what type of religion you you want to teach them at home on Sundays or Fridays or, you know, Saturday, you know what I'm saying? Whatever your religion is, you know what I'm saying? So that's the part that I think that needs to be focused on because I, I am totally solution, trying to be more solution-based. You know, yeah, we can harp on what these people aren't, but can, can we maybe start to focus on what the, it could be? Right, yeah. Let me read some more comments. It says, my culture has its flaws, but I always find it weird how people will import foreign beliefs and laws, even harmful ones, and push it on other people. At the same time, they will also cherry pick what belief suits them. Uh, a couple more comments. It was an excellent report. The journalist was natural and let the interview speak. Another one, it says, when fascism comes to America, it will be wrapped in the flag and carrying a cross. Hmm. Another comment, it says religion should be a personal journey about self-reflection, about doing good, being empathetic and compassionate towards others, being a decent human being. When people mix religion with politics, it becomes something else completely. Yeah, I mean, but a bunch of adults are, I mean, are not ready to be that responsible. You know what I'm saying? Like they had they, a lot of people use religion as a crutch. You know what I'm saying? Which like these these what we call them white nationalists have done. So you know what I'm saying? Because like, I, by no means do I agree with, you know, everything they're doing. But you know, if we can get people to become more mature on how they handle their spirituality, if they follow religion, if that's what they want to do. But there's, like I said, I mean, there's there's other ways to resolve these things. And, the, and, and this the, is really important, I think. That's why I'm spending so yeah. much time on it. Yes. And um, because it's driving so much of what's going on. Um, the dude, the, the kid who went to the other state, he got in trouble with the gun. But, he shot two people or whatever. He didn't even go to jail. He's but, tweeting the shit. I saw his tweet just the other day. Um, I'm, I'm, put, I'm willing to bet he would align with the Christian nationalism. Well, you know, uh, but, and you, but look, and you can go down the list of these guys who have done, you know, these horrific look, ass acts of violence. And 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 I'm willing to bet nine but, out of ten of them what identifies but listen, as Christian. But, but listen, politically, these people obviously are losing to some extent because they only get their wins in secret and then it's become see like that's the thing because if they if they really were like the majority like some people want to believe then they would have the people in office that would agree you know everything that you know what they want would happen so it's not happening so that means that what you know their group is not being served you know, they're underserved and they become extremists because it's like y'all are not being fair because, okay, you want to do this and that and the third, but what about over here? So that's the part when, when you can turn your nose up and be like, look, whatever, like, you know, we're the mob, we're the, we're the majority, we're doing what we want to do over here. Screw you, your, your kids and the, the appetite, whatever it is you eating, I don't give a damn. Like, that's why we have these 
these people that come up on January 6th saying, nah, you, you know, look, if we can't vote you, if we can't vote the people we want in, look, we might as well knock y'all niggas' heads off because my child matters to me. But we got to be fair. Like, that's the whole thing. Like, we're not listening to everybody. And I think that that's where, like, even we, you know, get confused, too, because we we start to follow along because, okay, certain things might be okay for us, you know, but that's that's where, like, that's the bigger problem is that regardless, you know, just because you're the majority doesn't mean that you shouldn't be fair. Um, and I think this clip, this video did a good job of get, letting both sides um, get their point across. I want to play a little bit more of this and then we're going to move on. What do you know if most churches in Tennessee felt the same way? So I continued my journey to the city of Franklin, south of Nashville, in a county that's been called the new frontier for American evangelical Christianity. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for another week. I joined an early morning meeting of community activists who work with the homeless, led by Pastor Kevin Riggs. He grew up as a conservative evangelical and had dreams of becoming a mega church pastor. But a close reading of the Bible convinced him God cared more about social justice. There's division within the church like I've, I haven't seen it. I've had friends who were pastors of churches and because they spoke out um, uh, against um, the religious right, or against President Trump, uh, then they're asked to leave their church. What's the threat, do you think? What's the danger? You, you hear the term a lot in, in evangelical cir circles that we're fighting a cultural war. And I think you can very easily replace the word culture with civil. And that's kind of where we are. And it's been a, a cold civil war where it's all been about ideology and fighting for these things. But that could very quickly become violent. Um, it, it could become, you know, the, the, um, the, the right will have a tendency to take up arms um, to protect their their right. Hmm. And that's what the there are pastors who seem to court about. controversy, even thrive off it. Greg Locke burned Catholic rosaries and Harry Potter books on Halloween night, objects of sorcery and witchcraft, he called them. We don't have to be so careful with what we say. Or... I met him in his studio near Nashville, where he films his popular webcast about faith and politics. The social media, that's the biggest part of it. I think it's about 4.6 million people across all the, you know, Facebook and all the platforms. Of course, no more Twitter. I was suspended for life from Twitter. But uh, at the end of the day, we literally have millions of people that watch. And then that brings a lot of people to the church. Good evening, Global Vision family. Give the Lord some praise in his house. Locke made a name for himself as a Trump pastor, but he really took off by challenging the COVID shutdown. And yes, he was also at the Capitol riot. You ain't seen the insurrection yet. He preaches politics to his following that can sound like extremist rants. You God-hating communist America, you'll find out what an insurrection is because we ain't playing your garbage. We ain't playing your mess. My Bible says that the church of the living God. So you also said in your church that Democrats are demons. Mm -hmm. Do you really believe that? Absolutely. What does I that mean? I believe the Democratic Party is demonically energized. And so I told him, look, if you believe in butchering babies and you celebrate stolen elections and you don't want freedom and you're against the Second Amendment or even the First Amendment, then leave. You can leave anytime you want to. It's one thing to be tired of a party. It's another thing to say they are evil, they are demonic. Right. But I don't mind saying that. Couldn't this be a way 
of inciting to violence those people who listen to you, either in your church or online, because they might take it a step further. If this is evil, I should go after it. You know, every book, it sits on its own bottom. People have been saying that for years. Oh, if you follow Jesus, then that means you're going to make a whip and go into a church and run people out. It's not quite the same thing. It's exactly the same thing. You're calling fellow Americans evil and putting it in the context of an apocalyptic battle between good and evil. There is an apocalyptic battle between good and evil. And so that is the kind of language that could be used to incite violence against such people. Well, it could no? be and is are two very different things. That's not my responsibility. I have responsibility to You don't to see that as a responsibility no. to stay away from possibly inciting violence? No, I'm not inciting violence. Mm. I'm preaching the Bible. Of pastors Locke is now preaching the Bible with a growing emphasis on deliverance from demons. There's none of the political rhetoric tonight. You can see that Greg Locke really knows how to draw a crowd. This is emotional, it's powerful, it's dramatic. He knows how to develop a following. So you feel like throwing out, you feel something After the service, people gathered at the front seeking prayer to be freed from their demons. This kind of mass deliverance service is tapping into a very old tradition of Pentecostal revival in the United States. It breaks through in new ways when people are hungry for the experience of a living and mighty God. For those here, the Spirit of God was moving. But how is this mix of charismatic evangelism, right-wing politics and Trumpism playing out in the midterm elections? I do think we're seeing kind of a test run of some of this rhetoric um, in the midterm. And I, I think it is a, a, a kind of dip the toe in the water, see how this plays on the campaign trail with a rev up to 2024. One of the best examples of a candidate backed by this new religious right is the Republican contender for Pennsylvania governor, Doug Mastriano. He's a former military man campaigning as a Christian warrior, framing this election as spiritual warfare. Don't be held in bondage by those lies and tricks of the enemy because Satan sees the potential you have in Jesus Christ here to change the course of history. We stand at a crossroads right now in Pennsylvania and this is our time. We're taking our country back and it starts right here. I went to Pennsylvania to find out what voters were thinking, traveling deep into Amish country. I'd met Jeff and Janice Gavin at a campaign event. Their friends, Chris and Bobby Foley, were visiting from out of state. I'm going to be voting conservative, not necessarily Republican, because I look at both sides. But most of what I hear from the Democratic side is anti-me. I don't align with that message. And uh, what about Mastriano? Mastriano, no. I'm well well behind. I, I he has to win for the state to recover. Do you believe that Mastriano has been called by God? Yes. Absolutely. What do you think that God has called them to do? A little while longer. Get involved politically. If you read the Bible and all the stories in the Bible, he uses people to move and to do things in God's will. And God has called upon many people to take back this world from this And who is God calling to take back America now? Well, I think he appointed, he did appoint. This is going to be a long turn, too. It's not going to be fun. <laughs> he said he appointed Trump. God. It's going to take a while yes. to get this country back the way it was. Because yeah, it, it took 30, 40 years to, to, to <sighs> turn it around. Now, but but I think it may take a couple, it may take 2024. Now, 2022. This is powerful stuff, man. That's why I wanted but, but, to cover but, but, it. So, last comments, you know, and I'm going to move on. Go but ahead. You know what? Like, 
while while we're you know we're here and we're getting flustered and you know going having our back and forth, like there's countries that's worse off than even America when it comes to these types of conversations. Like like even like they can't even have that the freedom to even like somebody going to interview them and ask them and this like it can't even happen. Like that the fight happens right then and there. You know what I'm saying? So. I mean, I think that we have something that we could salvage, but I think that, you know, we can't be so stuck up and, you know, acting as if like everything that we're doing is so right that we don't even give them a chance that we, you know, we make them so, you know, try to turn the head and make them the bad guy. Like, you know, we're asking for trouble. Like we gotta be able to, like, I mean, that's just like having a marriage. You know, we're all in a relationship with each other through our state and you know for if you don't listen to your wife or your wife don't listen to you somebody gonna get the swing somebody gonna at some point gonna be like oh you didn't oh you didn't hear me so wait a minute hold on did you hear that you know what i'm saying like you have to we have to really because because like most people don't want to see that war happen but unconsciously you're pushing that war to happen. Yeah. That's my piece. Um, I got a bunch of little clips here. I'm just trying to decide which ones. I think I want to read a Houston Chronicle. I think I have, I think I want to go into that. Um, the one, because this is kind of on the topic still a bit, because it's about the mega churches in Texas. There's a lot of them. Yeah, I think we lead yeah, the but nation. Those, but those are liberally run, I'm sure. Those are not going to fall in the same, uh, you know, uh, category. Let me read this. It says Texas has 210 mega churches. These are the top five in the Houston area ranked by attendance. So Lakewood Church, 45,000 is the average attendance. Oh, shit. Number two, Woodland Church with an average attendance of 18,000. <laughs> Second Baptist Church, average attendance, 15,000. New Light Christian Center Church, 13,000. The Fountain wow. of Praise, 9,000. Fountain of Praise, that's Southwest side right there. It, but I mean, you know, hey, you know what? Like for some people, because I mean, I, I, I could be wrong. But you know, I I don't I don't I can't I don't feel those large like when I was living in Houston. I went to a church. I, I don't think it was quite as that as big as those churches. Maybe around the between the three hundred and five hundred people. But that's a lot of people compared to way I was raised. You know what I'm saying? When I was raised, like we look. I mean, our church might have you know a hundred members but regularly you might see about 50. yeah me too 60, and everybody knew everybody and the church yeah. grew over time so the building fund was actually real because as yeah. soon as they had enough money they would add on to the church 
I saw, yes. uh, you know, that's what it was. And, and then you people... also had the tides sometimes mm-hmm. would go to Sister Sally because her husband died and she's struggling. You know, yes. the tide's going to be for Sister Sally this Sunday. So y'all, you know, and, and you see them give them the money. Like, um, I that kind of thing that does not happen. And in these mega churches, that's all the way out. You're just a number. Like... Well, but but see, at the same time, these pastors at the mega churches also know a lot of these people that go there aren't going there for God. A lot of them, you know, some I'm not saying that, that this is everybody, but a lot of them, most of what I hear is like, man, that's a good place to go network. You know what I'm saying? Like or other it's, things. It's corporately induced. Like it's more like, okay, well, you know what? Uh, it's a it's a bunch of rich people go to this church. Maybe if I go, you know, I can you know gain some friendships that are get me closer to the, the big dollars. Like, it's not what you know. What I'm saying like, it's it's not you know like I, I think that you need to have a much more intimate relationship with God and how you you know what I'm saying like a tribe. A lot of times it does not get that big. You know, in in the thousands, like everybody's not relating that way. You know, potentially. Because if it's helping know, the community, how could it possibly grow that big? The, the community around the Go community ahead. around the church should be grown. And people having yes. nicer houses and stuff like that, having community yeah. centers and stuff like something for the yeah, kids to do after school, basketball courts, schools, everything. Yeah, see, and that's and that's the thing, because I mean, if the community is centered around that, then anybody, everybody in the community are pretty much involved in this church. You know, like you probably, you know, if you spent millions of dollars to build this this building, then you know the people around there should be at least fifty, like seventy, eighty, hundred thousand. They should average. have some stake in so, on it or something, because yes. people coming there, and spending their money is what built the church. One thousand percent. So you know that's, uh, you know, like I said, I mean, I try not, I, I try to have that middle ground, but you know, you know, as far as respecting the people who are involved in these situations, but you know, at the same time, you know, I, I, I challenge them to to contest themselves, like to, you know what is my real purpose you know what am i trying to accomplish in this place because if if the people there you don't really know none of these people and you're just looking for oh you handed out your card and now people know oh you know what you know the few people that might think about you again when it's you know they need that service okay you know that's that's cool i mean that's great but i think you got to have a bigger you know, like, because I mean, you might seem like most people might seem to accomplish less, uh, in you know, physically, you know, for as the the dollar, but overall, I think spiritually, you're growing more than a lot of these people in a smaller sense because you know, we help each other, like, you know, we do things that you know, when like, shoot, my, my mom, she's she bakes. Anytime something's going on, like she, you know, a, a function, you know, whether it's a, a 
you know, some kind of event, a, a funeral, somebody died or whatever. Like, that's what she does. So in order to bring some ease to the family, you know, that's one of those things that she'll, she'll share with the, uh, with those, that family. But, and, and there's others that's doing very similar things. So it's like having that intimate relationship with everybody inside the church, when things happen in your family, you know, it's more felt right then and there. You have a, you know, a funeral at a big church like that. It's like, I don't, I don't think that it's, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm going to just say that most likely they're probably not going to go to that church for the funeral. They're probably going to, because it probably costs too much. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's That was another like, service that the small churches did always. Yeah. Let me read this. It says, everything's bigger in Texas, and that includes the churches. Texas has 210 mega churches, according to the Hoffer Institute for Religion Research 2020 report. Harford defines a megachurch as any protesting Christian congregation with 2,000 or more people attending weekly. Um, comment, it says, they need to start paying their fair share of taxes. <laughs> That's the first comment. Uh, Another comment says, tax the churches and to hell with Osteen. Another comment, they are entertainers. They console their followers by how judgmental they are and make them feel like they are better than everyone else. The food bank is a far better place to see real charity. Another comment, all these churches to hold the Karens of Texas. <laughs> Another comment, don't know who to trust in the modern church nowadays. Some just want money and others are it in it for good. Um, another comment, can anyone make up an imaginary thing and convince people to worship it to get out of paying taxes? Another comment. If you serve God for money, then you serve the devil. Mm. Another wow. comment. It says, got to love that tax-exempt status and business model that preys on vulnerable people. What? Another Go ahead. I'll Uh-oh. Did he go mute? I don't know. Yeah, he did. I, he did. I'm looking at it. He I, went mute. Okay, because I was wondering, like, wait a minute, did something, because I know my headset is dying, but I was like, oh, damn, mine died. But I saw, it looked like he was just sitting still. Uh, Chaka, can y'all hear me now? How long have I been out? All right, I hear something. That's okay. yeah. I think we got you back. Say something. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah. Yep. Something's weird with my sound though. But y'all can hear me though. Um, yes. Let me play something so I can get my shit together. I wanted to go to Twitter anyways. Pull up some old steam. Give them uh, a good old example stuff. of old steam. Africa. No, I'm just Hold kidding. On. I'm 
During the onset of the COVID pandemic, 500 Cuban doctors even went to Italy, the epicenter oh of the crisis God. at the time, to relieve the Italian system, which was overwhelmed by the virus. Many of the doctors at the center of this program studied at the Latin American School of Medicine, or ILAM. ILAM is located at a former military base, which was converted to a medical school in 1998. It is one of the largest medical schools in the world, serving 15,000 students from over 120 countries. One of the largest foreign delegations to Elam is the Palestinian delegation, with over 500 students attending from Palestine alone. And just by looking around, you can see Palestinians everywhere. Palestine, like Cuba, is a country living under economic blockade. The effects of Israel's carpet bombing of Gaza are made magnitudes worse by Israel's blockade of the Gaza Strip, which prevents the entry of almost all medical equipment. In the occupied West Bank, Palestinians are shot at and murdered by occupation forces and roaming gangs of Israeli settlers. The need for more doctors in Palestine is clear, but is the only reason so many Palestinians have made the long trek to Havana? Students from the Palestinian delegation told us about their reasons for coming. Basically, as a Palestinian, we grow up uh, in a conditions that you always need more doctors. And the doctors are as a hero, a simple hero back home, because they are the people who save lives. Because in Palestine, we have a lot of shooting, a lot of killing. We see that a lot. We need a lot of doctors. So I grew up knowing that these people are the heroes back home. And these people, what I want to grow up to be. Basically, the occupation affected everything. Because for the occupation, they're going to shoot anyone. They don't look if you are a journalist, you are a doctor, you are a teacher, you are a student, you are a kid, you are a woman, you are a prayer. They don't care about any of these things. So basically in Palestine, everything is affected. As a doctor, I don't know if I'm going home to be a doctor for too long or I'm going to get shot after like a few years. But this is what we live for. This is what we fight for. We have to fight every day. So we keep going till we know, we believe that this occupation get up, become to our end. So this right. is a, a guy he's got, you know, you can go to Cuba and study for free to be a doctor. No matter where you're from. Mm -hmm. So they're saying a lot of Palestinians are going there to become, well, this guy is an example of one who went there to be a doctor so he can take it back home. That's pretty yeah. cool. They actually, they actually learn real medicine. If you want to, you know, like if, if you know what real medicine is, you know, but uh, some people believe this new medicine, this uh, what this stuff that you're seeing and that what you've been indoctrinated into through our doctor system, nurses and all this kind of stuff. This is a new version of, I think, you know, because Cuba is based on what I've read and I've seen and some of the videos that you've shared with me they practice much more real medicine than what we uh what our doctors learn here in america or what, what and, in uh, North america. And, and, and you have doctors that come from the united states that go to cuba to learn too and that's crazy so the, i think you're right um the other night i played a little last night i think i played a little clip with a chick i think i want to say she was from yemen and she was talking about the humanitarian crisis there and the drought um but what's killing me about that is that they're leaving out the fact that these people there's a war and um that constantly gets left out of that one let me play We're this to repeat them let me play this 
This report on stability and security in the broader Middle East is incredible for what it manages to ignore and conceal. Apparently, in this region, instability and wars just spontaneously happen. It says the underlying causes of instability must be addressed, but there are none in the report. There was no Iraq war. There was no regime change operation in Syria. In this fairy tale, France, Turkey, Saudi Arabia, the UK and the US didn't train, arm and finance Al-Qaeda in Syria. Saudi Arabia, UAE, France and the UK have not been bombing the daylights out of Yemen for eight years. Iran, Russia and Turkey are active in Syria, but America and the Israelis are nowhere. America and the Israelis are not illegally occupying Syria, and the Israelis are not bombing Syria every week. And the US and the EU are not sanctioning the Syrian people to death. If we are in incapable of talking honestly about our criminal actions, we're doomed to repeat them. Yeah. Bam, dum, dum. <laughs> I mean, that was, a, that was a great speech on sarcasm, uh, in sarcasm. I'm telling like you, because that, everything that's a that's a, that's a great saying, language to speak. Yeah, yeah and I, I don't think people will understand, and that's a good way to get it by too, because without saying the stuff outright, uh, <laughs> it's like, hey, if you don't understand that I'm being sarcastic, then and if you just take the opposite of what I'm saying, that's actually what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. You know, um. Uh... You know, because I'm, I'm like this. I, if if us as Americans are going to support uh, our country being world police or somebody who's going to step in when things are uh, unbalanced, okay, we can do that. But we can't go out there and start becoming, you know, something else because, you know, okay, you feel, you know, in the middle of the fight, you feel like it can't be done, so you just join in and start doing the same crap. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I do believe at, at at some point we, I think we've tried to do that, but uh, usually it turns into a, you know, a bunch of greed. You know, we we've. Yeah. A lot of times, I think we need to allow people to try to fix their own problems in which, you know, we got a lot of issues that we need to fix on our own. And, yeah. you know, does globalism really fix all of that? Uh, I don't it's, know. I mean, I think healthy debate would maybe, you know. Yeah, with, with, with good data. Um, yeah, speaking yes. of globalism. Check this out. It says researchers of sanctioned Chinese quantum tech company proud after hearing U.S. sanction. Um, One of the many sanctions put on China has been on quantum technology. They ask him, how, how do you feel about the sanction? They say proud. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's not much we can say about it <laughs> because you done something really special, right? Oh. Yes. <laughs> yes, because no one ever cares about the insignificant things like an ant on your feet. You'd only impose a sanction on someone if you felt threatened. I, 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 
Do you feel like you're under more pressure? Like you need to be better in your coding? Or do you feel like you have more pressure to succeed? In fact, we've already achieved localization. So their sanctions only proved our capabilities. We're actually even more capable than they think. That's the sense of pride she's talking about. The longer you do this, the stronger the sense of belonging you have. When I first came here, the devices were huge, and they operated a lot differently. Now we have very small modules. In fact, our company's products have always been advancing. In the past, hardly anyone heard about quantum technology. But now my friends and relatives say, they've heard Then I probably tell them I worked on one of the small modules. That's the sense of pride and belonging. What do y'all think? You know, well, I feel like this. Why are our children not learning this stuff? They're not getting perverted with a bunch. Like, you know, I, I think that you know there has to be some some line. You know, like if we, you know, in order to maintain some freedom, but at the same time, like I think if we have a different focus, we could actually, you know, maybe be competitive in the world again you know it's almost like our you know our you know higher ups have just pretty much sold us out and gave up on the idea that okay look america is not going to be this we're going to allow some these things to grow somewhere else mainly because of racism mainly because of the hatred for you know it's holding uh, us back it's yeah. holding us back bro we in arrested development as a country and we're actually going backwards and it's all because of that this damn yeah. beige skin but, tone bullshit but the, i mean but the, the the problem is that a lot of, uh, a lot of us you know we're a, a big part of the problem is because we feed into it because i mean just like these people that's uh you know whose voices feel like they're unheard that's being these christian nationalists is that like as if they're the only problem here in this country uh nope that's not true i mean are they a problem potentially yeah but is it our only problem definitely not you know what i'm saying so let me read some uh the retweet that's under the tweet it says chinese aeronautical engineer wang su was responsible for boeing's first military aircraft and he left a link another comment it says sanctioned by us equals badge of honor U.S. is scared stiffed. Another comment. Go ahead. Yeah. No, Go ahead. I'm just. I'm gonna say yeah. I mean, we we should be because we're no we're nowhere near prepared. Like, I mean, if if you know, we really could get like. I mean, because I'm picking it up. In the our technology because our technology, you know, is not necessary. Like we're we're not growing in the ways that we should 
and like there's so many other things that's more important to us than you know than education because like uh I, it, it, you know it might be strange that i'm quoting uh kanye west they talk about the five pillars of a growing society you know our necessities that you need is like water food uh clothing shelter and uh and knowledge and he's like he's pointing out that knowledge is the most important of them all because without it you can't get the rest of them so if we're not having a heavy focus on our growth uh mentally we're gonna be stuck and you know there's people that's gonna you know be our you know like we we would be more subservient to more people around the world because of that like i mean we could be equals if you know we were actually putting more effort into that than what pronouns we're going to call each other or what you know uh what football you know what what kanye you know i'm saying what all all these different things that we concern ourselves with that's not quite as important you know there's water shortages there's food shortages like who's who's you know who's focusing on on these different things that we need to survive let me read some more it says a bit like how the highest honor in investigative journalism is being targeted by the cia or fbi wow that's a good one julian assange Another comment, it says, the big difference is in the U.S., the thinking is what's in it for me? Individualism at its peak. In China, it's what's in it for the nation, a sense of community. Yeah, what's in it for us? Like, we we used to be that way. You know what I'm saying? Even, I mean, you know, a lot of our recent history, because of who's in charge uh, or who's been in charge, you know, can, you know, they've, because I mean, our, our laws are not, you know, like we've somewhat, you know, I think there's ignorance, but at the same time, you know, because of the way that people use our laws, you know, have made it into a racist uh, ideology because they've learned how to use it that way. But ultimately those laws are not really racist. If you, and especially when it's a, it's a, it's a narrative. You know, just like they they've sold us this whole thing about you know Jesus or Christianity or whatever that this is the ultimate thing, but there's so many other things in comparison or that's equal to it or maybe even better that you know if we didn't live by certain narratives, all of us would grow. Like America was is was really in a position to you know track like was on track to be it for maybe another thousand years because i mean with us being 20 200 and something years old like when you know our ancestors were in control like it would be hundreds or thousands of years uh, under that you know regime or that you know at least that family line or whatever for that for hundreds of years before it would fall. Let me read this. It says, it's delightful to see their reactions and the same happened with Huawei. The U.S. tries to ban everything that's more advanced than them. I wonder why. (laughs) It's fear. 
but I mean, hey, you know what I'm saying? When you start, when you, when you, that, when that's one of your main defenses on your own people is to try to push fear, guess what? That's what gets used on you. We hear anything about it right now. We continue to go down. Look, folks, gas prices are down. You barely hear anything about it right now. Continue to go down. I didn't put a feather in his hat. Well, I mean, the only people that still, you know, because, yeah, it's down by a few, like maybe, maybe up to, maybe down to a, maybe a dollar less, but it's still way more expensive than it was a year ago or uh, at the beginning of this, this year. Like it's still high. As far as I'm concerned, you know, but I buy I buy more fuel than the average person. You know what I'm saying? Okay, this climático y sus consecuencias. Estamos viviendo una. Oh, I don't have the caption. You know, I just thought about I might buy more fuel in one day than the average person buys in one month. Uh, you and that big old. 18 wheeler yeah yeah we we spend a lot on well i don't know if we really spend a whole whole lot but i think we do because if i sat there and i actually added it up because this truck that i drive it has a 70 gallon tank on the driver's side and a 60 on the passenger side so yeah we usually fill up this truck at least at least twice in a 24-hour period, it's at least twice, three times. Yeah, because you're a team. Yeah, you're a team. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, me by myself, I'm I'm still buying a hundred. Let's just say uh, a hundred and thirty, hundred. You know, because my tanks are seventy-five each. So I mean, you know, I'm not totally empty when I'm refilled, but I'm usually doing that once a day. Yeah. So, you know, 150 gallons, 130 gallons, let's just say even 125 gallons a day. I mean, the average person, they might not even buy that much in a month. So, I mean, you know, uh-huh. yeah. most people are not going to have the same argument that I will. or Because, I mean, you know, and even in your situation, you might be you know, pumping that much fuel every day, but it's not necessarily coming out of your pocket. It doesn't reflect your living, your lifestyle. Because yeah. mind the twenty billion dollars has disappeared. How many people? How bad? Um, I do want to play this clip though. This is um, I don't know. I didn't even see this clip. This is a glaring example of everything that's wrong with our government and the power elite in Washington. If you are a crook, but you got the right friends and you're on the right team, then you'll be taken care of. Uh, if you're not, if you're if you're against that team, then even if you're not a crook, they're going to try to find a crime to pin on you. And and there's such a huge contrast here that Donovan and I saw this story, this interview playing out today. On the one hand, you have Stephanopoulos treating this guy with kid gloves. You know, poor you, you only have $100,000 in your bank account right now. Uh, never mind the $20 billion has disappeared. How many people have been actually hurt through this? They're going out of their way 
to to treat him kindly and with kid gloves and not actually call him out for for exactly what he is. But on the other hand, you have Elon Musk, right? They are doing all they can to vilify Elon Musk, paint him as enemy number one, say that his purchase of Twitter is a potential national security threat. Uh, why? Because he stands for free speech and because he's saying to the Biden administration in permanent Washington, Twitter's not going to be your propaganda arm anymore. Uh, this this points to everything that's wrong with Washington. The American people deserve better than this, what is essentially a wealthy banana republic that takes care of their own and goes after their political opponents at this point. This is a glimpse. Man. Hey. Ooh. Actual people upset with Elon Musk. But I, I, I understand why. It's because most of those people are you know controlled by the media by the propaganda and whatever their their masters are upset about they are too so it's like uh you know somebody who's actually come in to help you realize the truth or see life in a more of a you know open fashion you know uh and, and which like they say like all these bots that were you know you know, programmed to, you know, do all the that first week when there was all the the nigga nigga nigga, all, like all these different things that was programmed to say this is why it shouldn't be free speech or this is why everybody shouldn't be able to say what they want to say. But you know, if you're such a pansy, you don't deserve to be on no damn social media anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like if you that you know if you can't handle the truth. <laughs> Shut the and, hell up and go, go home. And Tulsi, Tulsi said a whole bunch of truth right there in that clip. For real. Let me read some stuff. It says, sometime you are in New Hampshire, we'd love to host an event for you at our farm or whatever. 220 billion uh, men who owns and controls his own massive and social media platform and has an army of available spineless, willing government stooges willing to embarrass themselves on television nonstop to pretend he, pretend he's the victim of mysterious media forces is your populist friend. Hater. Let's see. It says both these are brilliant fraud. Don't leave out the rhino establishment. They're part of the unit party too. And the worst part. Another one. The American people deserve better. I know why I've always appreciated you and that I'm teased even, even more when I met you in Glen, Glendale and now even more when you unleash the power behind the smile. I, I hate it when people just be riding everybody's freaking... Tulsi uh, is the one who tweeted this. So those were tweets like directly to her. So yeah, but what what that was saying is good stuff. Let me see. I think it I got really another is. one. Kanye West like, I, took free speech to its limits. Real free speech. Hold on, hold on. What do you say? I said, well, you know, when when you hear people's conversation about this, like automatically, it's you know, you 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 know, what I'm saying you can pretty much tell. You know, at least from you know my my perspective, uh, you could tell who's under control, who's like, because I mean, you know, MK Ultra might be some, uh, you know, 
on the extreme end, but I think that like the mild levels of it is what's going on through uh, social media platforms, the news, you know, t uh, television, all that. But these people that are programmed, like you can pick them out so easily. Like it's so, I mean, because they, bro, and, and some, I hate to say it, like in my own household, <laughs> well, I say my household, but like people that's really close to me that's speaking up, man, I can't believe, uh, you know, Elon is doing it. You know, oh, you know what? Apple came in and put the the, the, uh, the iron fist down on Musk. It's like, no, they didn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, I mean, you can believe because they want you to believe that they're still in power. They're doing something, but they're really afraid that all of the things that they've been doing and lying to you, that you're going to be able to see it uh, soon. That's more so what they're more like. They're more afraid that you're going to be able to see the bullshit that they've been telling you and you're going to be totally against them just like you should. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, yeah. Let me play some of this. Well, guys, yesterday, Kanye West took free speech to its limits. Real free speech. Not, there's two genders. <gasps> oh, I said something. I said something. Oh, my God. No, that's not. That's regular common sense. What he said, There, I don't think it was six million Jews. The Holocaust didn't happen that way. Hitler was great. I love Hitler. That's That's free speech. Why? Because it's offensive to people. No question it's offensive. And by the way, he's making a point when he says that. Because he also said he loves Mao, that he loves Jeffrey Dahmer, that he loves the people trying to destroy him. He loves Ari Emanuel. He loves the people who perhaps killed his mother. He said he loves everybody. He can't hate. But all you see in the media, he loves Hitler. He loves Hitler. He, you know who else liked Hitler? JFK. JFK left it like Hitler. Go read his diaries about Hitler. Gandhi was Hitler's pen pal. A lot of people liked Hitler. Why? Because perhaps maybe the history we're told isn't really what is the truth about this person. History is written by the victors. How do you know anything is true? You've been lied to about Iraq, Syria, Afghanistan, virtually every war you've ever seen. You've been lied to about COVID. You've been. How do you know that what Kanye said is false because the history books told you, historians told you, documentaries on History Channel. How do you know? I was asking people yesterday, how do you know he's wrong? And all I got was because I read a book. How do you know the book is right? How do you know it? My grandmother was in Auschwitz. How did she get out alive? What did she see? No one can answer. This is free speech. Asking these offensive questions that people might not like. This is what we need to do. That's how you get to the truth of things. Or that's how you debunk things you think are false, like what Kanye is saying. This is why I support what he's saying. Not because I agree fully or I think it's not insane or, or offensive. Because free speech and the truth only come out when you have these conversations. I don't like the fact that he's starting beef with Elon, who's been supporting him, though. That, to me, is a disgrace. Okay, comments. I mean, it's I not saw where he was going with that when you were getting like, what the, is this guy saying? It's like, no, wait, wait, give him a second. He's not seeing those things that he believes them. He's just making statements right now to say what is free and not. 
Oh, yeah. By the way, Kanye fucked up. Um, he got uh, Elon Musk kicked him off of Twitter because he posted a Star of David with a swastika in the middle of it. I don't but, care but, what but, side but, you're but, on. That was too far. Why? Why is that too far? Because, I mean, there's real history and then there's stuff that you're being told. Because it goes back to ancient times. And I put I, I sent out a video hey, man, today the that is actually a symbol of peace and strength and honor. Exactly. I mean, when you go back to the Nordic roots Those, of it, and I am Nordic, the, which of course makes a big problem for me to say this. But no, but being see, but that's the thing. Not with me. Like, I'm it, speaking it should, of my history, but people have a problem with me saying stuff like that. I know, but see, that's the thing. We got to get past that because we're all living a lie. And by us, you know, the, oh, those of us that know the truth and we feel too scared to say it because of what people, how they get upset. But they need to get on the side of truth, too. See, like, like that's the whole thing. Like, I mean, us lying to each other. I mean, like for me, like <laughs> I have trouble, uh, you know, trying to tell black people you most of y'all were not slaves. You know, because I mean, if you really think about it, we a lot of us weren't. The story that was told to us is a lie, just like the shit that you know uh, they're mentioning right now about what happened in Germany. Like, but you know, is, you can say that I can't. Yes, you can. Oh well, well that was, <laughs> yeah, and that gets that's gotten me well, hacked a couple of times and uh, canceled and all kinds of stuff. Well, and you know, I I don't know if I have your number or not, but because I, I, I there's a guy that uh that broke a lot of this stuff down because you know he comes on and he's like, okay, because I mean, the, you know, people are calling Kanye crazy because their information doesn't match up with what he's saying, but it's more them who have fallen for the lie that doesn't really understand why he could say something. Like what oh, he's saying. No, but, no. I call Kanye crazy because he's freaking wackadoodle. Well, I mean, but most people who are geniuses are to some extent. But see, yeah. and that's the thing. He's calling a bunch of people out, you know, like myself, you. Because, I mean, a lot of us know things. These are directed and, and statements. Afraid. He's trying to get to someone. He's trying to get a specific group or people to show their face. He's trolling. Okay. But that's fine. I mean, but no, but, he's not know, trolling. All, all, he's fishing. Well, look, see, but at the same time, you know, his trolling, his fishing, whatever you want to call it, is actually drawing things closer to ahead where we can reverse the bullshit that we've been living and going through. Like, regardless, you, you know, we're talking about Messiah. That, you know, uh, somebody actually put out a, a video calling a messy Messiah. And we don't know, like, you know, if we're going to say Yahshua, Yahshua, Jesus, Yahweh. you know, this, this, Yahweh, whatever, you know, this figure that uh, represents the, the uh, you know, the Christos. We have to, you know, maybe it was the same thing and why, you know, the people from his uh, hometown wouldn't really accept him because they knew, like, this is just an average dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, the people that know him wouldn't really give him the credit because, you know, they didn't really understand really his purpose. Like, he, you know, if you try to, nothing is perfect. And when you try to line 
somebody up that's you know actually changing the world to being that they gotta be perfect like you are screwed because like the christ figure is it has a, a a main purpose it has a, a a high purpose not necessarily to be the best at everything or you know like this these are things like because even the bible has like the uh, christianity has corrupted us so much that we our expectations kill us you know what i'm saying we we we, we throw the, we throw the baby out with the bath water if you put because... some of the stories together, you realize that it took two or three times for him to be put up in front of Pontius before Pontius said, kill him. And that was because he didn't want to deal with it. You know, uh, the Jewish leaders yeah. were the ones that said, hey, you need to take this guy. We, they were trying to get rid of him. <laughs> and he says, yeah, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. The only reason the Romans finally decided, yeah, we need to get rid of him. What's the whole money changer incident? He messed with the money. Well, also and, happened to MLK. Symbolically, what he's doing right now is turning over the tables and all of the stuff that they're selling inside of the church. And that, that's what happened to Martin Luther King, um, and that's what happened to John F. Kennedy, too. Because that, this is what really drives most of them is the money, like the greed, their greed. Well, and, Kennedy, you know, Kennedy's family made all that money from the mob and, and, and all of that back during Prohibition. They didn't want him having any control over FBI and stuff like that because he knew secrets. Uh, well, well, see, but the, but that's the thing. I mean, people. That's why any come, Kennedy. Anybody that's but, smart. But he was going after the banks. He said they're going to make everybody, man, woman, and child, into a slave. He was yes. talking about the banks. But that's, but see, and that's, they're trying to do that all over again with globalism. Like, that, that, like, it's the same thing. It's just under a different name. You know what I'm saying? Or like, uh, uh, another hidden way to try to enslave, not just America, the world. Some, uh, See, so, I've been talking about the, the New World Order, the One World Government, and stuff like that since the 80s. Since I was like 15, 16, 17. And everyone has always called me crazy, nuts, whack job, conspiracy theorist. Shit, they in, um, they in the end game now. They're and in now the I'm, final. Yeah, I mean, now I'm considered like, oh, you're late to the game. It's like, yeah, whatever, man. They're in their final moves, yeah. the final chess well, pieces for that shit. I, I, but it's I, falling I, I apart. Was, fourth fourth and really fifth generational war. 20s. I mean, the early 2000s. Let me, you know, let me I, play this. I want, I want to change the subject because I want to... Cause I ain't got that much time. I want to do this. U uh, UK is getting hit with the um, coronavirus, and I have this article about teens' brains age faster during the first year of the pandemic. Study says, and stress may be to blame. Like talking about how teens are, have been affected from COVID. So let me do this one right quick. Check this. Some uh, breaking news to bring you now. It's been a little while since we brought you an update on this. Uh, some COVID data and infections across the United Kingdom have risen above 1 million again. That is according to the Office 
for national statistics, the total number of people in private households in the United Kingdom testing positive for coronavirus rose to 1 million in the week to November the 21st. That was up 6% from the previous week. Uh, significantly, it is the first increase in UK-wide infections since the week ending October the 17th. So what this makes me think about, we talk about the flu season, the cold season, getting cold. But the other part about this is, you know, they're having these fuel problems. So it's a lot of families that can't afford the to heat their homes. And I'm sure that that has an impact. So then you have to wonder, like, the thing with the, the war in Ukraine and then the sanctions on Russia, the Ukraine people are suffering. And the damn, the damn uh, here, the people in UK are suffering, you know, and, and, and then so now you got to what they're saying, you got a spike in COVID. OK, a well, spike in COVID during this time might or might not have anything to do with the people that uh, went, say, back to America and back over there and brought some with them. It takes two weeks to gestate well, so it's a holiday season people moving out people in the country people meeting up now that they can i mean of course covid's going to rise we're going to get it we're going to get it here um if you look at the numbers i bet you they're spiking here in the u.s right now and they're going to do it again right after christmas and new years well, well listen because uh i mean there's other conversations going on that i you know i i've been you know, I know I sent it to uh, to Chaka and uh, Deuce, um, you know, because I don't really know how to send it to everybody. But uh, there's conversations that's going on that, I mean, they know that the, the main people that are being affected ha have had the you-know-what. So it's like they know it. And they're not doing anything about it. They're upset with the government because, you know, they're not really doing anything. You know, like they, these people trusted in them, and they, these are not people who said, "Oh no, I'm, I'm, I'm against that. I'm against that." No, these are people who trusted in it and said, "All right, you know, I'm gonna be, you know, a good citizen and go do this thing," and they're the ones who suffering more than anybody else. And that's the conversation that's being had in the UK. So, I mean, like I said, if I had a way, because, I mean, it's on Telegram, and some people, they'll take every other app, but they don't want to get things that's going to really, like, the information that you're not getting on mainstream, you know, hey, there's, there, there's a lot of stuff going on. And this is within the Senate of... Uh, uh, what, what was it? Uh, I forget what country it is, but it's over in Europe. Uh, but man, it's uh, these people know like they're actually sharing the information more that our country will not like. On, the only people that dig for it can actually see it. You know, like you know, like myself, I go, I go to the CDC website. I go to the. Uh, you know, NIH. I, you know, I look at the the bears. I look at all these different things that give different information. Everybody doesn't do that. Use a VPN. Uh, move your source lo source location signal over to Europe, 
and you will get a lot of more information than we get here. All that I stuff know. that they hide hardcore is just that's the front, like like it is that's here. Wide, yeah, it's wide open. Like I mean, UK doesn't have the uh, you know, the, those propaganda, uh, like uh, you know, like the freedom of propaganda. You know, oh where, man, you know, people yeah, they, yeah, they do, but they also have they also don't shut people down as quick. Well, the, yeah, because I mean, we're, they we're allow both to sides to talk. Well, well, see, and that's the thing. Our freedoms are being trampled on, and people don't even realize how much. You know what I'm saying? Especially like the censorship, like we're being so passive to, you know, people being able to shut you down and stop you from saying things. People who are trying to pass on information that will actually help you, that's the stuff that's bad to to share. You know what I'm saying? Let me read some sweet uh, responses. It says, is it selfish for me to say that I've missed out on two holidays due to COVID? And if my March holiday is canceled, I'll be furious. I've been vaxxed, followed social distancing, and worked my ass off for two years to do what I can. How are we still one million with COVID? I admit, selfish, but... Well, there's there's a reason. No, I'm saying there's a reason, but I probably shouldn't say it. Let, Let me read another comment. It says... Are we still isolating if we have it or just getting on with it? Is there any particular rules on it now? Another comment, mega LOL. How would you know when testing hasn't disappeared? One million of British public currently have it. Wow. Another comment, it says, how do they know? Where do people report this to? I'm very skeptical this is true. I'm kind of skeptical about this too because... because the I, I, the first thing I said earlier was the flu, so uh, yeah, I, I don't, I'm skeptical. Let me read some more. It says research has went to nothing, giving this a chance to come back much stronger. Anyone affected with this will be in trouble or left with long COVID ill daily. I am pushing for more research, but there's only so much I can do myself. Look, another comment. It says a million people have a cold. See, that's what I'm saying. Okay, here's a question that we're not taking into consideration. One of the biggest factors in the whole pandemic thing. Do they have an election coming up? Uh, well, the UK... Uh, sure that's a factor. I mean, yeah, after they- all, the elections were what made had COVID wipe out every single kind of flu for two years. I mean, it was it was a miracle. All of a sudden, nobody was dying of the flu. Nobody had tuberculosis. Pneumonia. Heart, heart attacks. I mean, heart attacks were down. All that stuff. Everything was down to almost nothing during COVID. I mean, heck, I had a friend of mine die in a car wreck, and I'll be damned. COVID got him, man. That was so much better for insurance for them. Exactly. But see, I mean, even like some of our smartest and brightest people are, are, you know, are, you know, falling subject to all of this propaganda. And like, you know, like people I respect, like makes me like really. It it scares me, bro, because it's like, okay, damn, like you're somebody I learned from. 
you know, taught me some great lessons. And, you know, like, you don't see this. And, oh, now I'm the problem because, you know, I see something that you don't. You know, like, when did we stop working together? Or when when did I lose trust, you know, from, you know, being an upstanding person? Like, all these people that you put trust in, you have not met one day in your life. Mm-hmm. And that- if I'm trying to share information with you, like, at, at least look at it. You know, you can discern for yourself, but if you keep ignoring all of the information that's available to you, like, you're meant to be one of these people that falls into the category of volume. You know, like, if they are, or, you know, like, you, you're, you're making, like, you've taken yourself out of a high category and dropped down to someone who's not thinking for themselves. Yeah. Let me read some more of these. This one, it says, jab number 15 coming right up. Another comment, it says, well, it is cold season. Another comment, it says, lockdown. Another comment, it says, in the absence of testing, if I develop the temperature, a cough, shivers, pains, etc., how do I determine if I have flu, a bad cold, COVID, or a viral infection? couple more it says it's time to stop reporting this stuff more than enough people are vaccinated and we know much more about it being a mild illness my seasonal cold was worse than the two times i had covid my vaccinations were the worst part another comment lots of kitty aged men with five follows commenting so what it's a cold i suggest you are the ones who are scared the ones keeping an eye on it know the score and are ahead of the game okay yeah i i think that you know just like uh we've done before like there's certain things that we can do uh if we you know feel like we're getting sick or we might have you know caught something like i mean there's some and natural things you know what i'm saying because you know i i'm you know not uh anti you know what? But I think that, you know, it's it's this one in particularly because of the information available for it. But you know, there's natural things you can do to to strengthen your immune and system that's gonna help you fight this thing I off. Just, I look at the little lefty in the eye and go, My body, my choice. Well <laughs> no, that only works when you're killing something. When you you know what I'm saying oh well, you know if well according to them if I'm not a, if I'm not poked then I am killing them right yeah it's not it's not them who's actually more dangerous to me that would be me that's more dangerous to them somehow of but, course I because mean, but, you're but the, dirty little disease of, you're just dirty lower caste. but see that's <laughs> the thing I mean when when you're when you believe hey, everything I have my silver bell. but no i mean but when you believe everything that uh you know people tell you you don't have a discerning voice of your own then you get caught up in this and that's the problem like that's the biggest problem is that you know we've gotten too lazy and too and overly dependent on people complacent yeah Mm. like people who, who really does not care about you you know so y'all check this out this is the last thing i want to cover 
It says teens brains age faster during the first year of the pandemic study says, and stress may be to blame. Jen Christensen for CNN, uh, December yeah, 2nd. CNN says that. <laughs> December 2nd, causers of stress. Um, let me read some of it. It says, CNN, the brains of U.S. teens have physically changed during the COVID-19 pandemic, aging faster than normal, a new study says. The young study participants also reported more severe symptoms of anxiety, depression, and what scientists call internalized problems, meaning feeling of sadness, low self-esteem, and fear and trouble regulating their emotions after the first year of the pandemic. Dozens of studies have found that teens and adolescents' mental health has suffered during the pandemic. They have, t they have been taken out of school, away from their friends and familiar support structures, and had to live with the uncertainty and fear that came with the coronavirus. Many parents lost jobs. Millions of children lost parents and grandparents to COVID-19. The study published Thursday in the journal Biological Psychiatry, Global Open Science, is one of the first to look at the physical changes in the brain brought by the stress and anxiety. The research comes out of a larger study in which scientists were trying to understand the gender differences in de depression among adolescents. Eight years ago, they set out with a plan to take MRI scans of 220 children aged ages 9 to 13 every two years. The team had completed two sets of scans when the pandemic interrupted their research, and they weren't able to start scanning again until the end of 2020. When the research was interrupted, the team decided it would be interesting to study the effects that this stressful event would have on kids developing brains. The pre-pandemic scans would help them make this comparison. The researchers matched children in the same demographics, including gender, age, exposure to stress, and socioeconomic status. To find the average brain age, they put the MRI scans through a model that pulls data from other scans. The researchers compared the MRI scans of 128 children. Half of the scene, half of the scans were taken before the pandemic and the other half at the end of 2020. They found that the children who lived through the first year of the pandemic had brain ages that were older than their chronological age. The brains that had gone through the beginning of the pandemic had growth in the area that can help regulate fear and stress called the amygdala. Um, Amygdala. Amygdala. Why the fuck I can't say this? I, I know this Amygdala. Word. Yeah, there we go. Amygdala. And in the hip, hippocampus, the area of the brain that can, controls access to memories, tissues and thinned in the part of the brain that controls executive functioning, the cortex. Uh, a little more. The child's brain changes naturally over time, but researchers has found that the physical changes can speed up when a person goes through significant adversity in childhood. Studies have shown that people who are exposed to violence, neglect, poverty, and family problems early in life have faster brain aging and can have problems with their mental health later on. Ian Gottlieb, lead author of the new study, said the research team had expected to find the problem with anxiety, depression, and internalized problems. The pandemic has not been kind to adolescent mental health, the psychological professor at Stanford said, university, but they weren't exactly sure what they would find with the MRI scans. It's always interesting to research like this, and you're not really sure what's going to happen. 
These effects were interesting and happened pretty quickly. This was just a one year shutdown. So we didn't know the effects on the brain would be this pronounced after the short period of stress. He had it tracks with the mental health difficulties that we're seeing. What is clear, he said, is whether the brain changes will have an impact later in life. The research team plans to scan the same kids later to track their brain development. There's a chance that their brain changes could have just been an immediate response to a stressor that will normalize over time, he said. That's good. Uh, let me finish it. The team also plans to look at 10 children in the study who had COVID-19 to see whether there is a different effect. The physical difficulties seem to be a little more pronounced in children who had COVID. Dr. Max Witznitzer, Diversion Chief of Pediatric Neurology at UH Rainbow Babies and Children's Hospital, said the changes in the brain were interesting, but what important is whether the mental health problem persists. The anatomy is not important. It's the functionality that is important, said Winstoner, who wasn't involved in the research. The clinical consequence here is the functional impact, the mental health condition clinically, and how it's functionally and how you deal with it. We, with appropriate mental health interventions, problems like anxiety or depression can be managed. The brain has the capacity for reorganization or call it improvement, if you will. Godlib hopes parents and guardians keep in mind that although lockdowns and school closures may be over, the mental health consequences may be lingering. Be sure that your adolescent or teen is getting any help that he or she might need if they're experiencing symptoms of depression, anxiety, or being withdrawn. Yeah, I think adults, you could say the same thing for adults. Well, I mean, you know, it's, uh, I mean, it can happen to anyone. I, I mean, that's just my thing. And, you know, when, you know, certain things happen, like I said, there's, it's a chemical reaction going on all day in our bodies. You know what I'm saying? And based these different triggers will, you know, secrete these different things that could have, ultimate, you know, like unlimited effects on the body. Uh, I mean, it's it makes nothing but sense if you have a, you know, if you understand just basic science. Yeah, I mean, it, it totally makes sense. But hopefully, those children, uh, you know, still get to have a full life because. All of the fear that we, uh, we all went through during that period, things, something uh, unknown, you know, like the unknown boogeyman is more scarier than, you know, the dude down the street that, you know, we, we know is a, bad, is a bad guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can see him coming with the little invisible one. We can't. And, well, did I get it? Did I, well, you know, like you, you, you send so many different messages to yourself, you know, it's just. Uh, I think we all need to think about mental health and really like pay attention to the kids and pay attention to ourselves. And like they're saying in the article, like, you know, we we probably need some therapy, you know. Um, I, think, I think we all, even those those of us who think that we're sane, could use yeah. some good, you know. I mean, at least a good talking to with a friend, you know, at, at the least, you know, like certain things that that, that bother you, or, you know, a, a professional. I mean, like either way, I, I don't think that uh, 
I think anyone that lives in this country and within the, these confines of uh, America, and uh, and of course outside of America, could use some some you know mental you know rehabilitations. Right, let me go sit in the therapist's office on that sofa and smoke some good ass weed and have good long conversations. Oh, shit. <laughs> Actually, a proper therapist. You, you ahead, not like I'm, that's that's gonna have me freaking out. Like I, you say I what? like I, I that, smoking weed may, just only makes me paranoid. paranoid. Nah, that's yeah. you know that chills me the fuck out. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I think. Know I don't think the therapist is going to be okay with it, but I probably everybody t- pops a pill or have a drink or smoke a blunt before they go in there to see the therapist any damn way. Check that song I told you about out. But look, yeah, there's, check, there's places check you can, the lyrics, you can do. man. It's fucking great. But look, y'all, like, do, y'all do know about the, uh, the online uh, therapy sessions, right? Uh, that shit is not that effective. I mean, it's cool. But, yeah, I mean, it's cool. I did that, like, because when I first started therapy, it was at the beginning of uh, COVID. But it was I found it to be a little bit more liberating, you know, to just go in and actually really, like, as you're talking, read the other person's body language. That's just those 976 numbers from that back in the day without the toothless trailer park woman on the other end of the phone. <laughs> but no, see, I, my my only reason for mentioning that because I mean, us being humans, we're gonna always have a, a you know a, a better connection directly with other humans. But for those who can't, like I mean, us as truck drivers, we have issues. Now there are there's a hotline I know for that that's for truckers that you can get on and, ha- and talk, talk. Like you know, they have a, a, at least I know of one. But either way. I'm just saying, like, options outside of having to go to someone's office if you can't and you need someone to talk to. So, uh, was that a better? Dang, I'm trying to think. Betterhelp.com. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. At at least that's one of them that I've seen advertised. We probably should try to, you know, get in touch with them and advertise, you know, try to get paid for the advertising. I mean, overall, you know, just want to be able to offer some help to people uh, that might need it because it's very important. We all have some form, some issue that we don't, we haven't recognized yet. Yeah. I know I'm crazy as hell. <laughs> you know, I, I I have some, you know, forms of depression. I've learned how to try to, you know, like coping. But, you know, like I said, uh, shoot, conversation with my mom makes me feel good a lot of times. Is your mic away from your mouth or something? Because you're kind of going in and out. No, I, well, it was a little low, but uh, it's actually, it's charging. It died, so I think that's probably, it's more so because it's currently charging. Okay. But, yeah. Yeah, man. Um... I don't really have anything else. I had a couple more things, but I don't want to do them because it's already almost 3 a.m. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to tell people, look, we're all different in some kind of ways. We have a lot of similarities, but we just got to be fair with each other. 
I think ultimately mm-hmm. that's one of the things that we need to discover between each other is like our commonalities and you know th- you know the middle roads that we can take to get to the same you know it like, is the differences between us that creates the strength of the entire human race yes i mean the thing is a lot of the a lot of these people complaining about this that all this the other and their degrees and all that, they didn't go into college with an idea of what they wanted to do in life. They just were they just really believed someone that said, Hey, you get a degree, you're gonna get money. Well, not if anyone's not paying for that degree. I mean, the people that went for gender studies, if they had gone for nursing, would have been banking for the last ten years. But they may not want to do nursing. They may not want to be on their feet all the time and cleaning the poop. I, 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 I understand that. I agree with that. There's also other things. But the thing is, what? then you went to school, got a degree, but you're bitching about not being able to get a job with it, but you never had any intention of work or job or what you wanted to do when you went for that degree. Well, I'm going to tell you, one of my professors I had in anthropology, she went to school for gender studies, but she kept on going to school. She ended up Mm -hmm. with a PhD in, I don't know, something that's similar to that. And she was my instructor, and she wrote a book. And she is 100% the perfect example, the exception to the that makes the rule of what I'm talking about. I'm not saying the entire degree is useless, but she used that degree to further her career, to do something. She used it as a direction. It wasn't the end. And that's yes. the problem. People think that you give, I get the degree, you're going to give me money, and that's not how it works. You have to be able to do something. You have to be able to apply that to some sort of life or field. But I mean, to the world, to the world, someone who's taking general studies is seen as someone with an open mind. No. And gender, that, and that's, yeah, gender, gender studies, not general. Oh, gender studies. I okay. started in general studies and got cornered by my teachers and talked into education, and I wanted to do speech communication, so I dueled. I dual majored in both. Yeah. Well. You know, I think education is very much important, but uh, let's not be sold um, something that's 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 find a purpose. Because I mean, there's so many things that you'll be happy with that might not take ten years for you to get to. Well, see, yeah, my yeah, my education time. was the first two years. It was childhood development, how to how to think. Well, it was abnormal psychology childhood development and special education and needs that's the classes i took because if i was going to go into education i was either going to do that or i was going to use speech communication and be a corporate trainer they send me around teaching classes i think a lot of people don't know what they want to do and that's okay and they expose themselves to different stuff and then they find a way what was you trying to say deuce yeah i was cutting deuce off What, what were you saying deuce they always do. The they, they, that's why they. That's why they oh yeah. By the by high. the way, but look. So by the way, uh, no. <laughs> but now I do have saying, something man, to say. Like but if you, you go. If you uh, if you have a degree and you don't necessarily 
you do have a degree in let's say you're having a hard time finding a gig say man your degree a lot of people don't realize this shit but you having a college degree behind you could very well land you a job in a refinery and you don't necessarily have to be an operator that job could land you somewhere in the laboratory you know and there's several there's so many different fields within one refinery that your your degree may align with you know so i always and, tell people man don't look at these jobs like this or i don't want to work in no refinery and people don't understand it's that. a bunch of regular ass jobs like you getting a promotion and with your company and the job you have to have those credentials to log into the computer like there's nothing they could do about it like it don't have nothing to do with what your degree was is that you have to have a degree in something to work this position and the position could be a countless it's it's infinity of 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 and all of these jobs now, now you lose specifics now it's going to well all of this out there in the ether i'm arguing for that's why I'm saying that's why people are upset. That's why because the that's why the degrees are useless because it might or it might not, maybe in the future, whatever. But they were told, get a degree, you'll get paid. Uh, yeah, and it doesn't matter what degree, you just get one. And that's what these people were told. And see, but like that's why I'm saying don't get sold something. And if you're more and if you're more trying to figure out self, like if you go on a journey of understanding who you are if you have that type of knowledge you're gonna find more in life than you will just going off of somebody telling you school is the answer because life yeah. is a school the universe is a school the reason they call it a university is because of the universe there is and there's it, this guy education was, is the answer not necessarily school yeah that's what but yeah. look let me tell y'all i want to say a major news network, I can't think of the name of it. This guy was behind the scenes, actually the fucking overall editor. You know that the editor is the boss of the whole fucking thing. The 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 main editor, top editor. This guy worked for the uh you know the outlet for a long time for many years and he worked his way up. But he could never get that position because he didn't have the degree. He he was the guy in the back who just kind of did all the work, but didn't get the title and didn't get the pay. Yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've I've seen that because, like, you know, I have somebody in my family that I got a lot of respect for. That's been in the field of cooking for a long time. He's even done some management, like he had even had his own business, so he knows all these things. But because he doesn't have a piece of paper that tells people this, it's it's more so really them being able to use you for all of your knowledge without having to pay you for the knowledge you actually have. So I mean, I I can get that on certain levels, but at the same time, you know, th there's certain things that you can do without like you can be a teacher and not go to school for it. Like this is things that people need to realize. You don't have to pay eighty thousand dollars. You can't work in no school without the degree as a teacher. You cannot. They're not going to hire you. Could be a teacher's assistant. Maybe you could try to open up your own school. But even no, if you opened your school, true. you can be that's an educator. True. You can't be that's a teacher. Not true. Or excuse me, you can be a teacher, but you cannot be a I, educator. 
in the sense uh, of educational system. You can't be an academic. You can't work in the school. They will not hire you. It's a prereq. Stop lying to people. um, Honorary degrees? Because these charter charter schools, they have people who who uh, know specific things that can teach people those things. Like, I'm telling you what I know. 20 years in the industry, they will consider in lieu of a degree. I'm trying to tell, like, I mean, say, bro, like, I know, like, a lot of people have an idea of what, what the world ha- has been, but there's a lot of things that has changed within just the last few years because of what school has done to the average person. I'm sure that these schools you're talking about aren't credited. The school yes, can't be are. credited if it has, if it doesn't have teachers uh, that have uh, childhood education that's a belief that's a belief that's a belief system that is not what is actually happening that is a belief system it's a prereq go go remember education i i i've looked into all of this all right. It's, it's I, I, I mean, it's, there are charter find, schools that teachers don't to. have degrees, but most of them have experience in their field if they don't have a degree. But the if, lesson plan and the curriculum is all drawn up and written by people with degrees. A minimum of a four-year degree um, with uh, at least two or three classes in curriculum uh, building. I didn't get to all those classes. I'm, at some point, you know, I mean, maybe just check for yourself. Make me a liar. I'm telling you, bro. Well, no, you're 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 both right. <laughs> this freaking, uh, so you yeah, saying, man. So you mean to tell me if you got a master's degree in science, a school district won't hire you to be a teacher? Because you don't. Uh, well, no. Well, no, of no, course no, they no. will, but see, you do it, have it, to take it, supplementary classes in in teaching. I well, thought listen. it was about. I thought it was about you passing the state board of examiners. That's what got you your teacher's license to begin with. Well, okay. yeah. no, actually, you, you can have a, the degree. It's, you, you well, up, it's a few classes, a and it's a CLEP. C L E P. I think it is, or no, not listen, CLEP. That's the listen, law. Listen, um, There's a listen, special listen. teacher's test you have to take. If you take that, you qualify. So, but if there's, they have specific. You have to have a four-year degree in any subject if, if, to be able there, to take that, or listen. have a two-year degree and be taking your four-year to take it under emergency uh, consideration because they're short on teachers. They have these private schools that teach something like medical assistant or dental assistant or something like that, and and in those situations, it's different. Um, but that's also takes away from the value of those certifications that they have. You know what I'm those saying? Certain can be taught by people with exp- experience in the right. field in but, lieu of a degree. Yes. But so the program that is taught from has to be designed by someone with a degree. Uh, and those, but it can be taught you, without but, but or question, someone upwards of, like in charge of that department has to have a degree. Whoever yeah, signs this, off those, on the Lessening. Yeah, dude, Lesson the plan. question that you the the question that you asked is 
a lot of times they don't get the job because they end up being overqualified for what is necessary or needed. So they don't, you know, the people don't even give them a chance and they will hire someone that will meet that thirty, forty thousand dollar a year uh and you have a certificate, they get hired. And, 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 and that part is true because if you have a master's degree in whatever science, uh, why would hell would you want to be a teacher getting paid freaking forty five a because year? Because you want to. Because you want to get. You want to live. Because you didn't got passed over so many jobs and now you just need something. So some people even I, lie I, and I, don't I, put all of their qualifications on the application because they know, I, like, look, I just need something. So a lot of them even lie and act like they don't have a master's degree. Like because so in the days of Google, things, that uh, here, degrees aren't as important. Here's the thing, bro. Like, there's money in pretty much whatever you do. Because I remember, I remember my junior year in high school, my economics teacher, we had a talk. You look at this dude and you think, like, oh, he's just, you know, he barely skated by, got his teaching degree, yada, yada, yada. But actually, this dude had a PhD, right? He could be fucking, he could have been working on Wall Street. You know, but he loved working. He loved working around children. His mother did it. His father did it. You know, he was an economics teacher and he was fucking track and field coach and, and varsity football coach. And this dude made a hundred plus thousand dollars a year. And he would tell you straight out, you know how I really make the extra money is if you don't do your work, I'll fail your fucking ass and I'll get to teach you summer school, both sessions. And this dude made over six figures. He made six figures plus a year working for Fort Bend ISD. And yeah, still I is mean, a fucking some teacher. People, some and a coach. people learned But he had a PhD and he was, yeah. And he was just like, bro, I don't, he was like, man, he's like, I worked in the job, money more. He's like, I love it. He's like, I love money. I love economics. I love teaching people these things. But he's like, my gift and my calling was to help students he's like you know and we all played football and shit literally the rain out days where it was raining we sat down and we done economics yeah you know in the fucking in the fucking you know uh field house you know so yeah. i mean it's just all about you and what you want to do like that's just like me what? like at the end of the day the type of person that i am my calling i know i really feel that my true calling is to help people and be there and assist people but you know, I guess I'm chasing money right now, so it's like to me, it's no money fucking in that shit. Yeah, you and know? I don't want to be like I'm being opposed to like what everybody else is saying because I think what I'm actually saying is getting missed because school is not for everybody, first of all, and like you know, if you're if you're trying to go into something for some money, like you you want to have a certain type of lifestyle. And you take a, a subject that doesn't, uh, you know, uh, you know, get you that, then you know you might want to reevaluate yourself. So knowledge of self will help you guide yourself through those things because maybe a certain career may not get you where you want to be because you don't care about the career. You care about having a certain type of lifestyle, and you have to be honest enough with yourself to say, you you know what I you know I. I don't care about all that. I want to have this. I want to do this. I want to retire by this time. And you make a plan that allows you to do that. But 
if you seek out self, if you understand who you are, you have a better chance at doing any of those things. And college, universities, whatever, you know, if that's a part of that, yes, by all means. But I mean, the, I mean, a lot of people have wasted time and still never accomplished their goals because, you know, they they've been steered in a direction that gets them nowhere. So I'll land my plane with that. Y'all, uh, I'm gonna I'm just gonna go ahead and rest. Maybe see y'all guys tomorrow. I, I don't know if uh what's the plan for tomorrow, but Yeah, I'm gonna try I'm gonna be on. I think I only work lunch, so yeah, I'll be I'll be on tomorrow. Cool deal. I'm tired as hell too, and I gotta go to work in the morning. Yeah. I think it was a good show though. It was. I think it was an awesome show. Like I'm, I'm, I'm really happy about some of the things. The beginning of the show definitely started off well. Um, I think maybe you know, maybe I'm getting tired and I'm, you know, I'm a little flustered because I think a lot of times my point gets overlooked and uh, uh, misunderstood, which is fine. It happens. It's not new. Why you need that blunt? Well, but that's no, we don't misunderstand. <laughs> I mean, we don't misunderstand. We just don't agree and talk shit. Well, it takes energy. So I but mean, see, I y'all, y'all actually believe I that everybody should go to college. I mean, everybody no, should go. No, no, so vocational schools. I so think anyone that wants to further their education should be able to do people. so. But that's yeah, exactly I, I what I said. That's that why I wonder how I, I actually think that the government should also give everyone either a trade school or two right. year choice. Yes. And okay. that's not me that's, being all socialist stuff. That's me saying, I, let's catch up to the rest of the world. Well, no, I'm it's telling you. If, if, if you want to go and learn a trade right. or do something like that, that's fine. If you don't, don't want to go to school, that's fine. If you want to be a dumbass, that's fine. If you want to okay. find a yeah. way to, to hone your, your intelligence or your abilities to do more, uh-huh. cool. Just don't do it on the street selling drugs to my fucking kids. Yeah, uh, open a you business, know, but, whatever you want to do. And we need electricians, plumbers, and welders. School, and, two years. You want to learn to do that? We should pay for it. Exactly. But, you know, there also should be, like, uh, apprenticeship programs where they can learn on the on the way like you know those things are because really that's what was ha- like that's where mm-hmm. our our history came from the apprenticeship well, see, programs it, came that, from you growing up under your parents and what that is similar to a trade like, school too yes it is people I uh, um companies HVAC, that offer apprenticeships especially to low-income people should yeah. get some government breaks like tax breaks and stuff like that for having apprenticeships for especially high risk and low income people. Well, I don't care I, color I'm not, here. I'm, not, I'm, just I'm, not, I'm not doing I'm not doing what some teachers I've experienced in my type time where you know, you know, I want to I want to be a doctor. Uh well, but are I, you ready you to know, have but Pat, are you ready to have a 17 or 18 year old punk little kid that didn't feel like he needed to go to school sitting in that seat next to you teaching him how to drive I'm, you ready I'm for not. that yes props because for, like see that's the thing like i can't 
we can't decide for everybody what they, like that's the whole idea of having the freedom living here in america like y'all telling everybody what they should do what they need to do now these are your possibilities here's things no, that you can dude, do you you just said if this affects me in this way absolutely it's okay i stand up for you I actually agree. If if you have another way than school to learn and you can get there, do so. Don't just sit around and not learn now. But see, that's but how you yeah, that's when you, you die but, young. But, but but the thing but the thing about it is is that because see like all right, you know, me and my ex wife, we somewhat disagree about the whole you know, the like the education thing, but we both know our child. We have a conversation about it and we know what direct but there's still some, you know, some people, you know, some some ideas that they think that, oh, well, this is just mandatory or this is, oh, no, this has, but you're going to make somebody waste time in their life for something that they're just doing it to, you know, make you happy. So yeah. the thing is, if you, if you're, you know, really want a productive child, make them feel like they have a stake in it themselves. They actually get to choose. And you guide them as much as possible, but you allow them to be a human being too. So give them plenty of options. Help them. You know what I'm saying? Let, let don't, me... let, don't make them stress out the same way that you did just because you feel like this is the only way to do it when there's the world is changing every so often to where like what we did when what was right for us at uh 20 it years used ago. to be every 20 years every generation now it changes every 15. well uh, yeah just and, go and with I the young birthdays it's, it's getting faster and faster but that's the thing like i believe in i, yeah, I believe I hope in generations freedom. don't start coming faster than 15 years apart well i'm just saying no 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 i'm talking about like the the, 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 the epstein's change. win then <laughs> I, and I, I completely agree with you, Pat. I really do. Um, let me ask y'all this because I think none of y'all was here when I did the monologue about obsessed with fantasy, and we can end on that. So I was um, the name of the show today is obsessed with fantasy, and I'm, I feel like our society is 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 obsessed with fantasies. And yes. we get lost in what is a fantasy and what is a dream. Like, it's okay to have a dream, something that you can ap accomplish, but getting lost in these fantasies of stuff that is never, ever going to happen is, is, a, is a problem. And I think that that's our mental il illness. You know, that's a part of our society. It's crazy. We're crazy, crazily obsessed with fantasy. You know, it's sexual. Yeah. It's, it's about money. You know, it's, a, you know, all of that stuff. What do you think? All, well, I don't think it's all sexual. I mean, a fantasy could be I'm, of any. I'm not saying uh, it's all sexual. Uh, I'm saying that's well, yeah, a yeah. part of it. Yeah, it can be, but you know, like that's like I think this kind of goes into what we were just talking about because you know we we have ideas, and you know when it's you know you're expecting your neighbor to help you fulfill your fantasy, and they. You know, like, no, I'm doing this. Like, you can't be mad at them because, you know, you need, you know, you you feel like they should be a part of what makes your life what you want it to be. No, you have to do that on your own. And, you know, uh, I think to some ex extent that 
you know, we do need to work together as human beings, but we can't try to, you know, like maybe we could try to make things look sexier where they want to be a part of it. But but when you try to demand or, you know, fight with people because, you know, they, you know, they might see the world differently, like you have to allow those people to be different. You know, like the, it just is. I got family. Like I wish, like all, like the all the stuff that I've been working on for this past year and the business that I'm forming. Like, you know, I would love for them to be like, "Hey, can I help? Would you want do? You know, look, I, I wanted to do this kind of stuff too, and like, but no, like a lot of them, like they they are used to working for the man, and that's how they see their life. You know, I love them just as much. But that's just like they don't fit into my day to day. So I mean, you know, I see you when I see you, but you know, the whole, you know, my fantasy, my dream, or whatever, trying to involve somebody else, I think is gonna. Is, I make a problem for myself. We make a problem for the world because you know we're trying to control every little thing when that's not that that's not godly. And there, there's, then that's a fantasy. What do y'all think, Deuce or Doc, about the uh, obsessed with fantasy? Uh, well, I mean, I've never really gave too much thought and in, uh, to into fantasy. I see it more so as as I'm a I'm a dreamer. You know, I I think outside of my reality of what I see in front of me, but I don't ever try to force anybody, you know, like I went on this whole thing when I first got married and being married and just trying to understand myself and my wife, you know, like she don't move how I move. I move with a sense of urgency. I I look at, I always try to look at the bright side or, or find an opportunity in, in whatever it is that I'm looking at. Whereas her, she waits she's more so laid back you know she want to she wait on me to make the move you know uh and for so long i've tried to change that about her you know and i realized like instead of me trying to change things about her you know just work with her but and maybe that is a, a fantasy or something i mean i don't know i've never gave too much thought into to to, to fantasy uh like that on that on that spectrum but you know me i i, I don't know dude i live my my world i see uh, the world through my lens are very different you know i want i want everybody to be good i want everybody to win i want everybody to come up and you know and see and see world different you know i want people i don't i i hate telling people no i hate seeing people struggling and going you know going through and going without i hate the fact maybe that's my fantasy i hate the fact that there is classism in this world i hate the fact that there's the haves and the have-nots you know like there you know i hate the fact that people look at you as not their equal you know that no you know everybody wants to say pull yourself up by your bootstraps well you know not everybody is looking for a handout some people just truly truly need a hand up in life you know a break you know, an opportunity, you know, give them an opportunity and let them show you what they're capable of doing. Yeah. Amen. Doc? Well, I still understand. want that blunt, though. 
Hell yeah. <laughs> you know, here's the thing. All my life, since I was nine years old, the thing that I knew that I wanted to do was tell stories. You know, to write D&D games, books, maybe movies, comic books, stuff like that. So literally, you could say my entire life has been going around from job to job while I try to live and create fantasy. I mean, these games, I, I run Dungeons and Dragons fantasy. I run Call of Cthulhu, a horror role playing game like the old Lovecraft stuff. Uh, Champions, superhero. Um, I've done all kinds of ones where you mix time, science fiction, science fantasy, all kinds of Star I've run games where you're playing Star Wars characters. I mean, people want fantasy. They need fantasy. And the thing at this point is they want to immerse themselves so much in a fantasy that it's overcoming their reality. They lose it. Yes. And it's really been bad for the last couple of years because people have been at home, alone, locked up, trapped in their own mind with the only outlet being ever-shrinking circles of echo chambers that only tell them what they want to hear. And now we're out amongst each other again, and these fantasy worlds they've created are cre clashing with the real world. And it's mm. causing problems. I'm surprised we don't have people in the streets again, or don't pretty soon. Guarantee you, if a Republican president gets elected, there will be rioting starting again within six to nine months. But why is it because the the the, uh, the the Republican is a bad president, or is it because that you know the expectations or the the beliefs? Like I mean, it is what, the fantasy created because the left has determined all things Republican are bad and totalitarian. All they want to do is control us. Tell us what we can do with our bodies. Tell us what we can think. Tell us right or wrong and tell us this meanwhile on their side they're also saying well you have to call me this you have to call me that if you don't do this you're an evil bad person you know you have free speech oh but you don't have freedom from consequences well freedom from consequences that means the, the mob is now the judge the jury and the executioner I say something you don't agree with so I no longer have I should no longer have the ability to live work, eat, feed my kids in this society that you want of everybody to have a little bit of everything? If I don't agree to take your poke, you want to tell me you believe in free health care, but if I don't take your poke, I deserve to not die. You know? Wow. It, it's fantasy built up, but... You know, I mean, and, and again, this aside from empathy, which beside empathy, I appreciate that because you work in the morning, or good human. Yeah, I gotta work in the morning, and it's like I 28 minutes there for 290 you. in uh Hollister. Yeah, I appreciate that. Hi, bro. All right, empathy the way they it's not that bad. No, it's right off the freeway. She picked the place. 
Chaka. My bad. I'm here. What'd you say? That was a good roll. You, you have to mute when you're doing that. You got I, I, us over here entertaining and doing things for the crowd, and they can't hear it because of another conversation. So I'm my my bad, man. I I I'm be scared to mute to, because when I mute, I don't know Doc when I'm was, not man, on mute. What Doc was uh, eloquently telling us, like you know, like some of the things that's pretty obvious, but some of us miss and don't really understand it. But you know, uh, I, I don't I'm think sorry. You, you can pick you you won't pick up where you left. Yeah, he was on the roll. I ain't gonna lie. He was he was hitting. Cause um to Pastor Pastor uh, Doc. Sympathy, pity, or good good of human emotions and stuff like that. And that's what everybody should have. But what we're seeing is them saying that we need empathy. And while empathy is a good thing, you, you understand and feel what someone does. They want it to such a point as you feel the pain that they do. If they suffer because they're homeless or they're addicted, you need to feel that pain with them and it be a part of you. That's freaking psychotic. That's a fantasy and a very sad and bad one and scary one. That creates nothing. That doesn't, that doesn't spread the suffering and make it worse. That intensifies it because now everyone has the same amount of suffering as the worst of us. Yeah. When the idea should be to spread the suffering out amongst us all to lessen it for the individual. Yeah. That's about, that's sympathy, that's pity. Empathy that they want is scary, dude. And this comes from someone who can, who has the ability to actually empathize and feel what someone feels. Yeah, I think one of the main reasons why I flipped and, you know, because I do believe in democracy, I believe in, you know, a lot of the, the ideals, but, you know, I find that it's unhealthy because you become delusional when, you know, you're not looking at true reality in a lot of cases when, you know, you allow, you know, this certain group to sell you on something, but, you know, you don't, and they, they don't deliver you don't deliver you you know like you you everybody more people are losing if you're not looking at the full picture and allowing you know people to be people you know what i'm saying like all these things that they claim to fight for like you most of it you did not need somebody to give you permission for or to do you know like if if you really look into it if this but they sell us on, you know, we we, we, we we need them to, you know, but to some extent we do, but to a greater extent, we really don't. We need each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that we should rely on each other more. And, uh, you know, these fantasies, these dreams will come more true. The American dream could actually live if we allowed each other to be who we are and those who can work together work together and those who don't still appreciate what they provide to humanity well my 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 dream from when i was young was i always wanted to be like a professor i always wanted to teach um you know and not, not like just be like a high school teacher i never wanted to be like a babysitter i feel like 
you're babysitting. And I, I want to teach adults. I've always wanted to teach adults. And it's like, so I spend the majority of my time learning lots and lots of stuff, like across the spectrum, you know, that's, that's what I do. And, and, and it, 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 it gives me peace because I'm always feeling anxiety. I always feel like it's something I should be doing. So it's like, it's so much to learn. Let me just learn something else. And, and that's, that's just how I move. So I can feel like I can be in a position to actually teach people, to actually bring something, some clarity, you know, to, to their philosophies or to their life, help them in their life in some kind of way. Because that's what I've been driven to do. I, I feel like I've been driven to help. So, and, 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 and then for me, for, I feel like my way of helping is to kind of like, you know, educate people. You know, I feel like I've done everything wrong in my life. I do so I could at the very least I could tell you what not to do <laughs> I could tell you exactly what's going to happen as a result <laughs> of you doing set A set B and that's a good way for some people to learn though so I mean you can be of benefit to a lot of people you know what I'm saying like one of the, the greatest things I think for people is to know to, to learn what they don't which allows them to focus more on, you know, getting to where they, you know, what they do. That's me. Yeah, we're going to have to wrap it, man. I got to get up. <clears throat> yeah, I hear so, you, man. Thank y'all for joining. Thank y'all for listening. You know, um, I think it was a good show. Great show. I'll be back tomorrow. Awesome show. Peace All and right. love. Peace right. and love. I, I, I gotta check you too with your noise in the background, but you know. P peace yeah, and love. My, my, my <laughs> bad, bro.